W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. With the computer system outage at the FAA resolved, a nationwide ground stop has been lifted. Airports across the country are getting back on their feet. However, it will take time to clear a backlog of thousands of flight delays, more than 4,300 delays, cancellations exceeding 760, according to FlightAware.com. Sharon Swanson, delayed at Newark Airport, says if between bad weather and now this, traveling can be such a hassle these days. We're stressful. <laughs> Everything from the bags to the timing, everything's just a little harder now than it was. And now attention turns to pinpointing the cause of the FAA's computer woes. Asked whether it might be a cyber attack, President Biden says at this point officials don't know, but he vows they will find out. And the president says came as a surprise to him the discovery by his lawyers of government records, in this case classified documents, in one of his offices at the University of Pennsylvania. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. Biden's defenders insist the president's people are handling this appropriately, having turned the records over to the National Archives. Mr. Biden denounced former President Trump as irresponsible for his handling of such records. I would note that Joe Biden's case in some ways is even more troublesome than Donald Trump's case. Then Republican Senator Tom Cotton says that's because... Joe Biden is a former vice president when these papers are involved. The vice president does not have the same prerogatives and the same kind of declassification authority that a former president does. Senator Cotton speaking with Town Hall News. Governor Newsom says more than half of California's counties have been declared disaster areas following a series of deadly storms that have hammered the state in recent days. Watching Wall Street, the Dow is up 82 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. You know that your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. At Key City Capital, we know that as well and would like you to know about investments we believe can make sense in an inflationary environment. For more details, check us out at keycitycapital.com. Key City offers passive investments in cash-flowing real estate that can help offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. When prices rise, more couples and families further delay homeownership. Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units with attractive prospects for income and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. Let the team at Key City Capital grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. Connect with them today at keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. Again, that's keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. An unpopular compensation package for Palestinians gets a makeover by the Israeli government. We got the latest from the media line's Felice Friedson. Israel's newly appointed finance minister has acted against the Palestinian program of providing stipends to families of those killed or captured while attacking Israelis. The program of support has been labeled pay for slay and condemned by Israel, the United States, and a number of European nations. Ultra-nationalistic finance minister Bitsalo Smotrich froze 
oppose the transfer of millions of dollars in taxes and tariffs Israel collects for the Palestinians under the Oslo Accords process, some of which is the source of the stipends Israel contends encourage violence against its citizens. The minister said he intends to distribute the collected funds to Israeli victims of Arab terror. I'm Felice Friedson, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. News and analysis at TheMediaLine.org and TownHall.com. Morning, everybody. Pretty nice start out there. We are expecting mostly sunny skies to start, then becoming partly to mostly cloudy. Highs today a little cooler than yesterday in the upper 30s. Tonight, cloudy, 28. Tomorrow, cloudy, flurries or spotty light snow, rain possible in the morning, then isolated rain showers become likely during the afternoon and evening hours. Trending milder tomorrow, temperatures will be in the mid to upper 40s. Rain coverage and intensity ramp up at night. Temperatures rise as well. Friday, rain heavy at times early, then partial clearing in the afternoon. It'll be breezy. Temperatures peak in the 50s pre-dawn and then drop into the 40s during the afternoon hours. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Wednesday. 29 in Norwich, 31 in New London. Good morning, I'm Marty Hausberger. The State Department of Consumer Protection reporting a smooth first day of legal adult-use marijuana sales in Connecticut. Seven recreational dispensaries across the state, including one in Montville, opened at 10 o'clock yesterday morning. And by 5 yesterday afternoon, adult-use pot sales were over a quarter million dollars in total. Consumer Protection Commissioner Michelle Siegel says there were no reported issues at any of the retailers. The rollout was a success. Siegel says they are continuing to remind people to be patient as they make initial purchases and to use the products responsibly. A kid heading to the Stanton School in Norwich yesterday was removed from a bus because... The kid had a knife. The child was removed from the bus. The matter turned over to police. More damages have been done to the historic Newport Cliff Walk. Armor stone on the engineered slope of the cliff walk disturbed during last month's Christmas weekend storm. That, according to a Newport City uh, spokesman, erosion was believed to have caused a large section of uh, the cliff walk to collapse. You'll remember that happened last March. A mostly sunny start, a mostly cloudy ending to your day today up to 39. It is 29 now in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11, I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. So they're going to release all the people in jail for pot, you know? Well, their records have been expunged, yes. Expunged, yes. I don't, okay. know, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's in jail for pot now. Well, now that know. it's legal, we're going to change my show from potpourri to potpourri. <laughs> and we don't have to worry about it, right? I love it. This weekend, we'll it. all have potluck suppers. <laughs> Disgusting, huh? Uh, all right. We're going to be stoned out of our gourds. Should be interesting to see what develops there. And of course, yeah. you're not supposed to drive. No, 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 no. So the question is, I'm really going to be difficult with this one. If you've had a bong, mm-hmm. if you toked, mm-hmm. how do you know when you're safe to drive again? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess, you know, you're not drunk anymore. When you drink, you're feeling all right. So mm-hmm. I, guess the, I guess the high wears off, so you, you know then, I guess. But. I don't know when it just gets low, the high. I, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's as hard long to figure as you're out. feeling something, you shouldn't drive. I, I don't know. I have no experience in this matter, but... Um, I, I never inhaled. I mean, I truly never inhaled. Okay, Mr. President. No, I, I know he was probably faking it, but I'm serious. <laughs> I was with a group of people, and uh, I had never taken the stuff, and I 
Never inhaled it. Couldn't do it. No. I couldn't even inhale a regular cigarette. It does make you cough and gag. And, yeah, and it just... <laughs> that, to me, is just not very... Uh, just don't like it. The problem is the cops don't have any measurement. How to you know? There's a breathalyzer for alcohol, yeah. but there's nothing for pot. You know, I mean, if you're talking about driving strange, and uh, then I would pull over all the time. <laughs> I think Stu again. He's high as a kite. I again. think I was high as a kite. <laughs> Maybe if I start driving good, they'll think, hmm, mm. must be high. He must be on on drugs. So we have the mayor on today. I know. Always good to have the mayor on, and I'm going to have a guest on probably this week. Uh, are you ready for this? On what? The true story mm-hmm. of Sesame Street in Russia. What? I didn't it, know they showed Sesame Street in the, Russia. No, they did have a, a Sesame Street in Russia. Can you picture really? that? No, huh? I cannot. Yeah. Oscar They're, must really be a grouch. They arrested Miss Piggy. <laughs> Promiscuous so, behavior. Says Natasha behavior. and her colleagues faced an assassinations of their broadcast partners, a car bombing, and a takeover of the oh show's gosh. production office by Russian soldiers. I don't know why they would object to that. This is crazy. Captures the cognitive dissonance of creating a comedic educational children's television show against the violent backdrop of 1990s Moscow. Wow. Poor Miss Piggy, huh? Oh, my God, what are we doing here? This is when they were a little better. Yeah, it also relays the cultural classes that threaten to derail Natasha's efforts to bring the Muppets and their idealistic values to millions of children across the former Soviet empire. So you're going to talk to Natasha? I'm going to talk to uh, a gal who was a producer. Actually, it is Natasha. That's what I figured. Yeah, Yeah. Natasha Lance Rogoff. Rogoff. Discussing her memoir. Mm. My goodness. The name of the book is Muppets in Moscow. (laughs) (laughs) That would be interesting. I guess so. Trying to find different guests. I guess we got one there. I found the guy yesterday quite interesting. I didn't get to hear it all, but I'm yeah, going to no, go back was, and listen uh, to him. It was, uh, I thought it was entertaining and also very frustrating. Yeah, he kind of makes you mad. <laughs> just, this woke thing is just, we need a woke-up call. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, this is a good news. This is good what, news. What? What's good news? Pizza Hut is bringing back the Big Yorker pizza. The Big Yorker? It was last on the menu in 2002. A 16-pie mm. is cut into six slices as a sweet membranama sauce. Pizza Hut brought the pie back in time for Super Bowl parties. Mm. I didn't know it was gone. Gee, that's good to hear a little good news. Mm? Yes. And Ben & Jerry's is releasing a new flavor, mm. oatmeal dream pie. Mm. It has oatmeal Pass. cookies, marshmallow swirls, and vanilla ice cream. It's one of their low-calorie yeah. treats. You know what? No, that doesn't sound you know, bad. got your attention, yeah, huh? Yeah, I kind of got my attention. Yeah, all right. Anything else unusual in the news today? I, I like to do some little lighthearted things after your news, which usually has a few things to get aggravated over. Nothing yeah, sure, personal. Sure. Nothing personal. No, no, I understand. Here's a guy who has uh, 50 children. 50? 50. He's been married three times. That's all? Yep. And that's, uh, he a, hopes, that's he more ho- than 15 apiece. He hopes yeah. to have more. Pakistan native Sadar Khushi says his goals in 2023, including a new wife and a new bus. <laughs> a bigger bus, yes. A bigger bus. My God, 50 kids. Oh, my God. Talk about the Partridge family. Can you remember all their names if you had 50 kids? I don't think so. Hey, hey you. Hey, hey, 37. Get over here. 
Can you imagine between three wives, 50 kids? 50 kids? No thanks. You know why they kept divorcing him? They were exhausted. Yeah. That's perpetually, uh, yeah, prone. It was really... 50 kids, kids now, of course, now it's the average of one and a half kids that people have. <laughs> wow, 50. Hate to be one of those half kids. He really wants to. <laughs> I know, you'll be, you'll be thinking about that, won't you, huh? No. Pretty amazing. Absolutely amazing. I don't amazing. want the three I have. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, you have three. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. But I'm past my prime. 50 you know? children. Wow. I'm trying to imagine what dinner would be at that house. <laughs> wonder what the age range is. They probably know, don't know if somebody's missing. Yeah, you know, I have no idea. Have, what, do they have a head count every day? And Ralph's not here. Said his goal is to have 60 children. Oh, come on, dude. I know. Put a sock on that thing. <laughs> Literally put a sock on put it. A, yes. Yes. Well, that's something to think about today. <laughs> <laughs> As we get ready for the mayor at 11.05. <laughs> have a great one, buddy. Yes, sir. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Well, you asked for the mayor to come on, and certainly he'll be on with us at 11.05, and you'll be welcome. I'm open up the lines to you. Ask him questions about things in our community that you want to know about. Welcome to the program. Hello, good morning to you. Could be one of those days, huh? Starting off, uh, nobody home? Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Morning. I want to commend you for getting the governor, I mean the governor, the mayor on so quick. Well, certainly we need a periodic visit from Now him. you come in from Westerly, come down Route 2, right? Yes, sir, every day Route 2. So you go by the Y? I go by the Y, yes. You go by the Elks? Yep. You go by reading use? I certainly do. Do you see anything getting done there? No, but that doesn't mean the town doesn't want to get something done. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I voted for the new schools. Mm-hmm. Knowing my taxes were going to go up. Well, we'll talk about that, too. But the uh, industri- new industrial park, mm-hmm. that, that's got to that's gotta be subdivided. Roads got to be built. Mm-hmm. All the utilities got to be put in there. And uh, an exit from 395 and an uh, uh, entrance from 395. Same thing with on Canterbury Turnpike. I want to know who's going to pay for that. Well, we'll certainly discuss those issues. If you prefer to call, that's well, fine. I but I'll bring them. I want to. I want to get a hold of you in case I can get in. All right, sir. Because uh, I, the schools I, I've already voted for. I know the taxes are going to. But before that, anything can go on the grand list. They got a lot of work to do there. Of course. So I want to know who's going to pay for all that work. Okay, Stu? Yes, sir. Got you covered. Hello, welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. Yes, sir. Oh, speak to me, please, and turn your radio down. Buongiorno. Buongiorno, Boston Benny. How are you today, Father Stu? I'm doing okay, thank you. I'm glad to hear it. You, You sound great. Thank you. Uh, still, your discussion with Marty this morning pertaining to uh, cannabis and mm-hmm. the effects it may have 
Well, these are things that I wonder about it. You know, they say don't drink, don't drink if you've been smoking, but uh, how do you know if somebody's been smoking? Well, you know, I think you, your concerns are, are, are good and legitimate, and I'm sure a lot of people have been thinking about this as well, including myself. Mm-hmm. And I just think sometimes, uh, maybe more than sometimes now, because I've been involved with crime prevention and public safety for, for many, many years, uh, that our country doesn't really do a good job in protecting the citizens in this country. I know we have safeguards, but I think we can do a lot better. And I sent you a couple of emails along. I hope you get a chance to read them. Oh, yes, I do. I'm trying to get people to think about what they can do to improve the safety in their lives. And the people have, uh, you know, influence. And we don't have to always wait until our elected representatives do or don't do something or law enforcement. We can we can make changes. We can demand changes because we're we're, we're the people. Yes, I hope there's not a problem with it. You know, just like alcohol, pot affects people differently. Some people you would never right. know. But, what you said, I'm glad you said that, what you just said, because uh, what it makes me think of is with this new entry into our environment, you know, I don't know of any uh, guidelines or any instructions or information that has been sent out to the people so that they can understand what it is that might take place, what change. Well, the guidelines, of course, you have to be a certain age and uh, to be eligible to buy the uh, cannabis. Yeah, but what I heard someone just uh, over the weekend talking about, you know, the impairment of the... Yes, it could uh, be. Mm -hmm. ...substance. So I think that's something that the public should be informed about. So I don't want to take any more of your time up. uh, All right, Benny. I'd be be anxious to listen to... Mm -hmm. Mayor Nystrom, when he comes on. Yes, and you're welcome to call in with a question. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, hello, you're on the air. Welcome. Welcome to my show. Good morning, Mr. Stowe. Hello, Lair. What's up? You get rid of that gas stove immediately. I never want to see you cooking on a gas stove again. Well, I don't have one, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I get rid of it either. So, what can I tell you? You do what the government tells you to do. Okay. Pretty soon we'll just stay under the bed. Everything's bad for us. That's right. You Even, should do exactly what they tell you. You know, these 535 people in Washington, they have a right mm-hmm. to dictate to us, mm-hmm. us 350 million people, on what you can cook on and what you can eat and what you can't eat and so forth. One thing after the next. You know what they said about the gas stoves? Very simple. It's not the, it's not the gas. It's not the fire from the gas stoves. It's because the people aren't vent, venting it right. You have to have ventilation when you have a gas stove. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. They, they don't, they lie to you and lie to you and lie. And you know what else they come up with yesterday? This is what was said on the news. I couldn't believe my ears when I heard this. It causes asthma, but it only causes asthma for black kids. Really? 
That's correct. I don't know. I don't believe I heard that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who does the research on that, but obviously uh, a couple of people I'll may have done that. i who does the research. Idiots. Well, it's it sounds kind of bizarre to me, but who knows? But, well, listen, I uh, you know all the restaurants use gas stoves, right? Gas. Uh, no, I never thought of it. Never thought about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, every single restaurant that I know of uses gas. Mm-hmm. Gas stoves. They don't use uh, electric or any other kind of stoves. Well, all I care is the food's good. That that's uh, th- that's what they use. So, and. Um, and then I have to listen to the clips last night from MSNBC and CNN and ABC. They all gave the idiot a pass. They said, well, Mr. Biden didn't know that those 12 things were not, in, you know, in his uh, in his library or wherever they were. And he only had 12 when Mr. Trump had 300. What the hell is the difference whether you had 12 or 300? Well, it depends what the 12 are, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Of course, that's but, what they're going to say. That's what they do. Oh, they're pathetic. These people are pathetic. These new, these uh, these news outlets. Mm-hmm. So, and well, uh, let's see one other thing. Let's see. Uh, oh, the marijuana. Very nice to see that the state of Connecticut and these other states are raising all this tax money now, selling dope. Congratulations. Well, maybe you all pay less taxes in Connecticut. Negative. Negative? Oh, come on. Don't negative. be negative. No, no, no. Did we pay less taxes when the two casinos came in and paid the state of Connecticut $50 million a month well, in revenue? Maybe we'd be paying more. Who Our knows? taxes went up, by the way, when, that, when, when, when they came here. They didn't go down. We should have a zero state income tax in Connecticut. With, oh. with, 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 in fact, they say we have a $2 billion surplus. I don't know what they're going to do with that money. Well, I hope that uh, I hope that people get more of a break because of this. Something good may come of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, okay. Thanks a lot, Stu. See you later. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I had a thought. Now, um, on the news, they were talking about uh, an elementary student carrying a knife to school in Norway. On a bus. On the bus, yes. Yes. So, you know, with many concerns like that, even a six-year-old um, shooting a teacher and whatnot, it's so concerning to me that um, because this stuff keeps coming up all the time, and it's usually children and people that you, you know, you wouldn't, you couldn't even believe uh, this is happening. Um, my thought was, and it's a solution, since uh, education seems to be educating everyone on a lot of different things. Maybe this should be another uh, elective. Well, I don't think the others are elective courses, but uh, when a child is unruly or carrying these things, I hear nothing about the accountability or responsibility of the parents. My suggestion would be that they should have a um, parent education course or like a family behavioral 
um, specialists. As you know, they're having a lot of meetings about issues in schools. That, you know, we were talking a lot about it in the news yesterday. So um, I'm sure these subjects will come up. But I, I just wanted to say there should be some responsibility or accountability for the parents. Um, and they should yeah, have some education um, because there's they're not being accountable for their child going to school and putting other children in harm's way and there's teach them respect mm-hmm. and the safety of other people when they're um, in a public setting. Okay, thank That's you. my thought. Thanks for your thought. Let me take a break. 889-5252. First, we'll check the weather. Check. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Turning mostly cloudy this afternoon, 39, 28 tonight. Some flurries or light rain uh, possible tomorrow morning. Rain more likely in the afternoon tomorrow. High of 48. Rain ramps up uh, tomorrow night. Starts uh, raining heavily on Friday morning as well. Partial clearing on Friday afternoon. Peak temperature in the 50s pre-dawn, then into the 40s. That's your Channel 3 forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. 31 degrees, chilly, but nice to see the sun. Back with more of your calls coming up, 889-5252. Swamp Yankee. That's a term that means a lot of things. To some, it's a hick or a redneck. We prefer something along the lines of salt of the earth. To us, they represent those who are good with tools, are fast thinkers, aren't easily lured by shiny modern stuff, and have possibly eaten a possum or two. At Swamp Yankee Arms, they sell firearms to those who wear the term proudly. Whether for hunting, protection, or just peace of mind, Swamp Yankee Arms, 89D North Main Street, Jewett City. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. Do you need help paying for heat? You may have never needed our services before, but TVCCA is here to help during this difficult time. Through the Connecticut Energy Assistance Program, TVCCA can provide assistance heating your home, no matter your primary heating type. If you've already paid for a deliverable fuel like oil, our credit can be applied with your vendor for a future purchase. Homeowners and renters may apply. Weekday, Saturday, and early evening appointments are available. Visit tvcca.org today. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So, go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. 1026, we're at 31 degrees. Let's get to the calls. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Morning. Hi. Hey, nothing like a nice big bowl of cornflakes with blueberries sprinkled all over them. I have my blueberries every morning, yes. Yes, they're good for you. Mm-hmm, so they say. Uh, what do you got, an electric stove? Yes. Well, you're all set then. For the, for the time being, mm-hmm. You know what it's going to be next? No. <laughs> they're going to start taxing you on how many feet of toilet paper you use a day. Wow. Hmm. Well, I'll just get rid of the roughage. <laughs> Stop collecting the leaves. Oh, God. Hey, 
this this president of ours, President Screw Up, he wears a little uh, American flag on his lapel, on his jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he doesn't deserve to wear that. But the man is a screw up. He's a fraud. He's a liar, and he's a cheat. And that, that's about all I got to say about that. Uh, did you happen to catch Hannity last night? Did I catch Hannity just for a couple of minutes? I watched uh, Tucker and I watched the six o'clock news, but I didn't see all of Hanley, Hannity. No. Well, you, you kind of missed a pretty good program. He's in Washington. Was he in Washington? Yeah, he was in yeah. Washington. He had mm-hmm. McCarthy on, Scalise, uh, yeah. uh, Comer, Jordan. Mm-hmm. They all—they're all talking a pretty good story, and uh, I hope that they stick to their guns because I think it's going to be interesting. Well, I want them, they should all come together and work on things that uh, the American people should know about. And some things, a lot of things need to be fixed. There's a lot of things that are hidden. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. And uh, whether or not these, these people pay the price, I don't know. But at least, hopefully, the truth will come out and uh, maybe it might change things come 2024. I just want the American people to know the whole story, whether they want to uh, agree with it or not. I want them to know the whole story. All right. Well, I'm going to go back. I got a couple more blueberries in my bowl. Okay, finish your flakes. I got a cup of tea also. <laughs> okay. Thank Have you. Have a good day. You too. Hello. Welcome to the program. Yeah, hey, Stu. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, something I wanted to talk about, but first it's, I'm going to respond to, I think it was Larry that called in a few calls ago. Yes. He had a lot of things to talk about. Um, with, with regards to taxes here in this state, uh, it'll, it's not going to happen anytime soon, short of a, basically a revolution. But, yeah, we should go lower on taxes. Um, I think the arguments against uh, what they call regressive taxes are, I, I don't agree with them, but you're ba- we're basically shifting the, um, we're, we're, we're shifting money around to, to the low income right now with this very high minimum wage, uh, unnecessarily high minimum wage. Um, I, I know from, I have an, uh, I have an aunt whose niece, so it, uh, is, is over 30, has a college degree, but works a minimum wage job where she is on Husky. And those that are on Husky have all sorts of other benefits, you know, including from bleeding heart uh, corporations. So this, this individual who's on welfare is able to take trips to Florida, has a nice cell phone, has everything. You know, so, okay, let's, 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 let's get rid of the income tax. Let's, let's shift the burden to consumption. So instead of having a 6.35% or at restaurants a percent higher, add another percent to that sales tax. Get rid of the income tax altogether. Make these, make these property taxes unconstitutional. Either that or go after the people with out-of-state plates. And we really, really need to put tolls up. Okay, and I think you have another thought, do you? The whole thing is crazy, but um, one thing that I had good news about, and I emailed you about it, and I hope that you can have a chance to read it, is the story that analyzes um, the reaction to and the consequences of DeSantis taking that one little college in Florida and trying to make it a, a public version of Hillsdale. And uh, it's you can look at the people that are in the New York Times, like Michelle Goldberg, who are flipping out, have thrown this big fit. But if you go around the state of Connecticut, it's not just the universities. It's now your local schools. Everything is infiltrated by the far left so that the, the upcoming generation just sees this, you know, their, their way of thinking as the normal way of thinking. 
it, it doesn't matter if you're going to Yukon, if you're going to an elementary school in Norwich, or if you're going to the public library, these lunatics control all of them. So, you know, more power to DeSantis, and I hope that he becomes president. We really, really true school choice, where it's not too regulated. I know that uh, Hillsdale is one of the few uh, conservative uh, colleges, but... Uh, all right, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Hillsdale College, but uh, I don't know about elementary school. I haven't been in elementary school for a few years, but uh, certainly there's a a big slant in colleges, and uh, let's take this call before the break. Okay, I think I will. W-I-C-H, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, the one thing I picked up from Hannity, I don't normally hear him, but he was on that big deal thingy last night. The one thing I picked up about the private papers in that University of Pennsylvania deal is that um, $54 million was given to the University of Pennsylvania from China, and Biden's little think tank foundation was getting like $14 million from a private donor in China and $15 million. So in, I'm thinking he's bought and paid for it by the Chinese. So whatever, you know, what are you going to do, you know? And then this FAA thing with the cancel flights all over the country. Yeah, that was till 9 this morning, yep. correct. Well, I had mm-hmm. friends stuck in the airport. That's um, scary stuff, I'll yeah. tell you. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, just be thankful you were not in the air when it happened, because I guess it was to guide the uh, pilots safely mm-hmm. landing and taking off. So they were underground. Good. You just have to wait, because I had that when we were flying back and forth in the military. You have to wait a couple hours, and I had a little kid. So, hey, it happens. Um, And, you know, that gentleman that just called, he's right about the schools and the colleges, and I was thinking about them last night. And I'm thinking, the schools that are not having... The regular reading, writing, well, we called it arithmetic, but math. If they are not eloquent in that when they get out of um, regular grade school, eighth grade, the school should not be credited. Well, they still have reading, writing, and arithmetic. I'm pretty sure about that. It's just some of the other things that are they're implementing, I'm not sure, should be in the school curriculum. Well, that kind of thing, too. That kind of thing, too. And I'm thinking these, you know, really liberal colleges that are, like, changing words and you can't say this and do that. But you know what? If we, we're going to need young people to learn, okay, how to fly airplanes, to be airline pilots. So we're not, we're going to be, um, go, yep, West young man in a Conestoga wagon if we even still have horses. Or, I mean... Nurses. It should be a single nursing school. Um, uh, You know, and then the tech schools teaching electricians and things like that. You want to have everything electric? Who's going to learn the um, electrician stuff? Well, uh, you know, it's not that bad, believe me. But uh, there are some things that, of course, that are pretty aggravating, and it's the woke culture. Got to go, but thanks, Susan. Stu Breyer with your WICH, back with more of your calls. Uh, Keep in mind that when I'm on a call and you're calling in and then you hear nothing, it's because I'm putting you on hold. So hang in there and we'll get to your call. Fox News commentary. The woke joke has gone pretty far, but now it's touching DC Comics in such a way you're going to be shocked even by 2023 woke standards. I'm Tommy Laren. Find out next. 
Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required. Bells, Batman smells, and the Joker got pregnant? Say what? Yep, I have heard it all. Now, folks, the latest story from DC's The Man Who Stopped Laughing series features the Joker with child. Yes, with a full-blown baby bump. The backstory to this is supposedly the Joker wanted an heir, and when he couldn't convince a wizardess to have his baby, he gave birth all by himself. The comic strip not only depicts his baby bump, but also his gynecologist appointment. This isn't just weird, it's sick. There is creative liberty, and then there's woke crap like this that makes the average comic strip fan confused and likely disgusted. Leave iconic characters alone. Robin and Superman, they aren't gay. The Joker isn't a birthing person. Enough! I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Laren is Fearless, on Outkick.com. Well, the joke, it's a comic strip. You know, people can't really fly like Superman, but I don't know if that's such a big deal. Anywho, let's uh, get to another uh, call right now. Welcome to the program. Whoops. Welcome to the program. Oh, we lost two people there. All right, I'll take another short break and give me a call and you would be next. 889-5252 is our telephone number. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our Start something new sales event located on route 32 in norwich just down the street from mohegan sun or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home where you can easily custom order to meet your needs in the center of it all serving southeastern connecticut and beyond since 1932 no matter what direction you're coming from all roads lead to falvies hi this is tj falvey stop by today and experience the falvey's difference 1038 Stu Breyer with you welcome to the program Hi, Stu. How you doing today? All right, sir. He's my buddy. He's really losing it now. He's telling you what he had for breakfast. Yeah, we would like to get a breakfast update from him every day, certainly. A lot of people, yeah, you know well, that 60% you get a of the... chance later on, uh, 60... play that soft Hello. blueberry hill. Mm-hmm. I think he's on the blueberry kick today. Yeah, 60% of people don't eat breakfast, so we got to give him credit. Oh, I couldn't leave the house without it. Oh, good, good. I couldn't leave the house. Well, anyways, getting back to government policies and stuff... Uh, do anybody really believe that we will clean up Washington? Uh, they didn't. They still haven't told me who sh- who shot Kennedy or how Marilyn Monroe died. And they think they're going to have a magic wand and uh, and straighten out Washington. No, they told you who shot Kennedy, and they told you how Marilyn Monroe died. That doesn't mean it's true, but no, it's lies. What they've told us the truth. If they told us, we would have demanded a war. But anyways, if you look at history. Rome was the most powerful place in the world, and the Roman Empire burned to the ground. Well, look in the mirror. We're in the same shape. We're going, we're burning. Well, there's I, no saving. It's over. I think there's enough people that want to get us back on track, hopefully. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, it doesn't look very promising to me. I'm 75 years old, and uh, happy days are here again. I think they're gone. Well, don't give up. Don't give up. And and please play that song, Blueberry Hill. Blueberry, blueberry on blueberry flakes. Yeah. Okay. Catch you later. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. I found my breakfast on Blueberry Hill. I once had a really, I've told you this before, but in case you missed it, a top shelf nutritionist. I mean, one of the best who writes articles. I said, if you were on a, a deserted island, what was the one thing that you'd want? She said, blueberries. She said, it's the best thing for you. So I never forgot that. Got to have your blueberries. Welcome to the program. Hi. Morning, Good morning. Sue. Morning. Um, we're in pretty rough shape with this governor and our city attorney and our city manager. Um, nobody's, they don't seem to understand that you need to do things fundamentally first. You can't. You have to have proactive policies and and practices. That's a term that I learned at the Eastern Connecticut State University. And they're not proactive. What they're would you reactive. like them to do? What would you like them they're to do so that they're not doing? In special interests, when they're not doing any one thing right, we should be doing state public safety increases. We should be doing increase in our Norwich public safety staffing, and we need to do empower fire departments, and we're not doing any of that. All right. In the meantime, we have unlicensed practitioners that are killing people, like psychiatrists. That's that's against the and law to be... Hello. practitioners that are killing hey, people. Hey, 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 I got to... That's against the law to be unlicensed, to be treating people. Well, and it, if you know they're unlicensed, you need to report them. To drain someone's blood every time they go to the emergency room until they have no blood or oxygen to the brain. It's 55% of the people that go now the emergency room. That's not true. It's just not true. Yes, it is. No. I, I witnessed it. And I'm one of the victims. If somebody and is not licensed... calling me a liar. I didn't call... It's a well, homicide. I'm, right. and I, I press charges. Goodbye. Bye. Okay. I mean, come on. I know all opinions are welcome, but let's... Okay. 889-5252 is the telephone number. If somebody's unlicensed, you uh, report them, and they lose, uh, they get arrested. They have to be licensed. All right, welcome to the program. Hi. Yeah, good morning. Morning. Uh, a question. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I just, a question on the marijuana. How often can a person go and buy it, and how much does it cost when you do buy it? I'd love to. In- I think I'll try to interview somebody on it. I, I know that it's. Uh, I have no idea what it costs. As far as how often can they go? I guess as often as they they want. As I mean, if you I- have uh, enough money, you can go three, four times a day. Uh, I've I've never read anything where you couldn't. Huh. Put it that way. Well, that don't sound too good to me. 
Maybe there because are if some... you're going three, uh, more than once or twice a day, I don't know how much it takes to get high on. Well, that's I, I a good question. I mean, when you when you when you go when you go, how many how many uh, how much grass can you buy? That's another thing. When you go I one think time, they say something about one quarter of an ounce. Or one something. quarter of an ounce is that it? Okay. One quarter. I, I don't know. Well, I want to get I, somebody on the air that's from the Monville. Uh, now yeah, open pot place. Good. And I did see on TV one clip one time, there was the room, I don't know where where it was in Connecticut, but the room was just full of men hooting and hollering and happy to be buying it. Oh my goodness, yes. I picture in uh, the I don't buy that. Picture uh, in the uh, paper, they looked pretty happy and they hadn't even smoked yeah, yet. They're, 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 uh, it, this is all no good. All no good. Uh, what good can come of it, I don't know. Well, well, I know we'll that. We'll have to uh, wait and see. Money, I don't know either. Okay, just curious. Right. Maybe somebody knows that, and maybe right. somebody's been there before no, that, and we'll gonna, give us a different point of view. I'm going to give them a call. Maybe somebody will come on. Also. I'll try to get a Thank guess. Thank you. Thank you. Pot Potpourri. 889-5252. Stu Breyer with you. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. You know, this is the one thing with uh, Lamont that I don't agree with. Uh, I think that time will tell. I think it's it's a bad thing he he uh, uh, let let them do this marijuana, and I I just think it's gonna time is, will tell. You'll see it's gonna be bad. Well, there's a pl- there's a plus to it, and it may be not worth it. But the plus is that just about anybody can get illegal marijuana. Now it's going to be legal. And they don't know exactly what's going to be in that marijuana, and it could hurt somebody terribly. So at least it'll be checked out, I hope, to be safe. Well, I don't, I don't know what they do with it, but mm-hmm. all, I can, all I know is it's bad. Bad. And I don't care. I know there are people that will defend it and want it and everything else. But they, they're um, making a big mistake. And, and we're going to see that this with our traffic and everything else. They're not supposed to drive, but they will drive oh, and absolutely. they'll get accidents. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I just think it's a bad thing that uh, they, they he allowed. Mm-hmm. It would have been uh, so, so if they have to go somewhere else to get it. You know, at least our state would be clean. I think it's a mistake. All right. Uh, I hope that you and I are wrong, but I think it could be uh, definitely a problem. But Yeah, it's going to be going to turn into a problem. They're going to see it. Mm-hmm. You should see the cars yesterday over there in Montville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Sure. It looked like there was a new Star Wars movie. Everybody yeah, was lined right. up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, Stu. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a good topic. See what you think about it. Uh, we'll take a short break. I'd like to hear from you on any subject. You can disagree with me on this program. That's okay. All right, let's take a break. I remember when you couldn't play this song on the air. It'll probably become number one, huh? And nine five two five two is our number. I'd like to hear from you with your thoughts and viewpoints. Got a lot of issues we're talking about.
things. To some, it's a hick or a redneck. We prefer something along the lines of salt of the earth. To us, they represent those who are good with tools, are fast thinkers, parties lured by shiny modern stuff, and have possibly eaten a possum or two. At Swamp Yankee Arms, they sell firearms to those who wear the term proudly. Whether for hunting, protection, or just peace of mind, Swamp Yankee Arms, 89D North Main Street, Jewett City. If I should choose to make a part of me, the shooter's strike me dead and now I I'm so frustrated with our company's cleaning service. They're not living up to their promises, and it's really starting to bug me. That's why I use SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. I know it's done right every time. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm Chris Heller, co-owner of SureBright. It all comes down to customer service. We know that our customers, like Hall Communications, trust us with their facility as well as their image. And we appreciate just how important superior maintenance is to our customers, their customers, and their employees. That's why with SureBright, you'll get only the best in service and quality. Being a family-owned, independent company, customers know that they can always call either Chris or Patsy Heller with any questions or concerns. Shorebright Commercial Cleaning Service, a division of Shorebright Enterprises Incorporated. Out of sight, out of mind works for me. I'm going with Shorebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Great choice. Shorebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Done right every night. Out of sight, out of mind. Serving Connecticut. Call 860-887-9785 or visit shorebrightinc.com. Just want to go back to another call. When I hear something that I believe is outrageous, I'm going to give you my opinion on it, and that is, you know, when people, for their health, have blood drawn. It's a way to check for diabetes and uh, cholesterol and all of those things, and they don't draw very much blood when they do it. And thank God we have a system that can check that so that you can give you medicine if there is something wrong that they see. I mean, where would men be if they couldn't get the... PSA tests when they have blood drawn to see what their PSA numbers are. So I didn't understand that caller talking about when people are, they take blood and they just, anyway, that's my opinion. And the number is 889-5252. It's 10 minutes before 11 o'clock. What's up? January 9th, the Connecticut Health Foundation will release the grant. Well, it's already January 9th. There's a grant opportunity for organizations that serve as trusted messengers to share information with their communities about health care coverage changes that take place this year. I want you to know about it. Now, what is this grant opportunity? Two major changes in health care coverage are expected to take place this year. Eligibility for Husky Medicaid will be open to all children ages 12 and younger regardless of immigration status, which began on January 1st. The federal public health emergency is expected to end this year, which will cause more than 400,000 state residents to need to verify their eligibility for Medicaid or find other sources of coverage. To ensure that affected residents are aware of these changes, the Connecticut Health Foundation plans to award grants of up to $15,000 to organizations that can serve as trusted messengers and provide community members with information, answer questions, and connect people to resources for assistance. I'll read more about that during my show today. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, how are you? Okay, thanks. So, so they found classified documents and Joe Biden and Biden Center or whatever the name of it is 
and they're going, well, it's less than a dozen, which means it's probably 11. Because if it was 10, they would say 10. But when they found classified documents in at Mar-a-Lago, they were going, now even one is bad, he can't do it, and how horrific he is. Now everybody's, you know, all the Main Street media are going, well, it was only 10. Well, um, at least they're reporting it. Right. The other interesting part is uh, they found them on November 3rd. November 18th mm-hmm. is when they appointed the special counsel of course. to investigate Trump. Now, why? number one, why has it been months that they knew, you know, more than two months before they announced it to the public? And two... Why didn't they announce it before the election? And three, why didn't they appoint announce it before they appointed a special counsel? Well, you certainly you certainly know the answer to that, as many of our listeners do as well. It's, they didn't want it to get out. I know. Hmm. Well, I want I I need to share it for those other listeners who don't know. You know, um, it you know one classified document, and the irony is. The, um, the Secret Service or whoever had been there, the FBI had been at Trump's prior to this, to the, um, you know, going down, um, you know, like breaking down the door, which they didn't actually break down the door, but going in when he wasn't there um, to look through the other stuff. But they had already been there months before. And they had found like 150 or so classified documents. What you know, he he allowed them in to find those. Don't you think that he would have allowed them in to find the others? But they make this big deal about it, and and nothing. You know, crickets. Um, the other thing, I know that real chefs want to cook on gas. Um, there's a difference in cooking on electric heat and gas heat because gas heat, when you turn the burner off, it's off. When you turn the burner off on an electric stove, it's still on. It takes a while to heat up where it doesn't on a gas stove. So, you know, them eliminating gas stoves <laughs> is it's ridiculous. Oh, there's it's a gas wrong. stove on there. Yeah, okay. You know, it's just, I just, I know my parents would be upset. All right, thanks and for your the comments. The advantage gas stoves is if you lose your power, you can still cook. All right. Appreciate you your call. Cook. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Uh, let's see if we can get us. We lost somebody there. Uh, when, some, when I'm on the air with somebody, remember when you call in, I put you on hold so you won't hear anything. And then uh, we can talk right away. After the call, you're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Stu, let's talk about the, uh, let's see, the illegal selling of uh, legal marijuana, okay? And it's going to be just like buying beer, okay? Uh, somebody mm-hmm. who's legally can buy beer, you know, can sell it to somebody younger who who's under 21 who cannot buy beer. Well, with, with so the it's, same so system. It's the same thing, okay? Mm-hmm. You buy marijuana yeah. legally, you sell it to them, you know, somebody maybe double the price, you know, somebody who, who's not supposed to have it. So that's going to happen too. I mean, oh, anything, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Anything wrong or bad about marijuana buying it or selling it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, 
people need to think about that too. It's inevitable, yes, sir. You know, if yeah. little Johnny is like uh, fourteen years old, and you know uh, he has a brother that's like over twenty-one. Well, mm-hmm. hey, the brother buys the marijuana, so it's the little Johnny there. Well, that's another possible but very negative thing about it, and it absolutely will happen. Thank you, sir. Okay, bye. All right. Your viewpoints are welcome here. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Maybe when you meet somebody, we should say hello instead of hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I knew somebody when uh, he picked up the phone, he would go, yeah. (laughs) A little bit different. No hello. Yeah. It's funny how you remember those things. You know what else I was thinking the other day? My grandfather on Sunday nights used to come over and visit us and play cards. Not with me. And he would bring a box of chocolates. And it was, you know, those chocolates when you never knew what was inside them. So you were hoping that you picked the right one instead of you. I didn't like the coconut one. She wanted to go through the whole box, but I couldn't because I had other people that wanted to pick one. And then the most wonderful thing was when you realize that there is another section of that box of chocolates, when you lift up the paper, there's more under there. What a thrilling thing that was. Little things like that made me happy. You're on the air. Welcome. Uh, Yes, good morning. Morning. Uh, I just wanted to say I think that the woman was, excuse me, the the woman that was speaking the last call is right on. And um, thankfully, a lot of people are starting to open their eyes and realize what's going on. Um, the uh, most recent is the fact that the, uh, I believe it's the FDA, is looking into possibly banning gas stoves. Um, this is not a good thing. Uh, government is getting much too involved in our personal lives and um, trying to eliminate other sources of energy, uh, focusing only on the electric, uh, which is going to be um, eventually a disaster. We need other sources. People have to have choices. That's what's, uh, you know. We're going to be uh, we're going to be too poor to do anything with uh, you know. Other countries have tried some of the systems that we're doing, and it's not working. Not right, working. exactly. So let's let's learn from their mistakes. Like <clears> you say, yes, definitely. Some of the European countries have done this, uh, and why do we want to repeat their mistakes? Well, you know, it's good. We want clean air, clean energy. We want that, but people need to be afford their food and uh, afford other things. So, mm-hmm. and I think that they're. Uh, reasoning, uh, saying that it causes asthma is ludicrous. I mean, um, <laughs> how long have people been using um, gas stoves? And there are certainly other problems with asthma, pets, dust, you oh, know. There's um, no doubt about I re- it, sure. I really think using it in regard to a mm-hmm. reason for eliminating gas stoves is not very smart. All right. Glad you called. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Mayor Peter Nystrom will be joining us. If you want to join our club, it's free. You don't have to pay any dues. <laughs> this is all free, ladies and gentlemen. There's no trick to it here. I have about uh, two minutes before the 11 o'clock news. Mayor Peter Nystrom will be in. and I'll be opening up the lines for your questions. Just want to tell you about something that uh, was sent in to me that maybe you missed. When it's a freezing morning... And you're trudging through the snow to scrape down the car's windows and mirrors? You can shorten your Arctic morning routine with these winter car tricks and spend more time where it's warm. Let the sun do its thing. Park facing east to get the most windshield warming heat you can 
from the sunrise. Protect your mirrors. Keep ice and snow off your side view mirrors by covering them with those plastic grocery bags. Shield your window blades. A pair of socks over your windshield wipers can keep them from freezing to the windshield. These are simple little steps to make life easier. Welcome your windshield. Cover your windshield with an inexpensive welcome mat or even a carpet remnant to catch the ice and snow. And as a bonus, if your car gets stuck in the snow, hey, when that happens, you can use the mat to get traction under the tire. Just little tips, because sooner or later we'll have to deal with some of that weather. I hope not, but it's inevitable. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233 DB. 31 degrees. Mayor Peter Nystrom after the news. It's 11 o'clock. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Big headaches for air travelers coast-to-coast today, all because of computer trouble at the Federal Aviation Administration. The FAA ordered all departing flights grounded early this morning, but lifted that order just before 9 a.m. However, delays and cancellations continue to snowball. More than 4,300 flights were delayed and more than 780 canceled. While the White House initially said that there is no evidence of a cyber attack, President Biden said, we don't know and called for an investigation. The FAA said its notice-to-air missions system went down and had to be restored. Julie Walker, New York. President Biden, he called former President Trump irresponsible over Mr. Trump's handling of sensitive government documents, apparently has some issues of his own in that regard. I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. Mr. Biden asked about the discovery of some classified documents in his office at the University of Pennsylvania. Says his lawyers acted appropriately, turning the papers over to the National Archives. House Majority Leader Republican Steve Scalise says there's no absence of irony, perhaps some hypocrisy in all of this. When Vice President Biden left office, it looks like he took classified documents with him, and he was very critical of President Trump. Launching a partisan attack on Mr. Trump. At least 17 people have lost their lives to the powerful storms that have raked California in recent days. And although the cleanup is underway, the state not out of the woods yet with more storms expected this week. Governor Gavin Newsom says more than half of California's counties are included in a disaster declaration. Watching Wall Street, the Dow is up 13 points. The Nasdaq, 52 points higher. More on these stories, townhall.com. You know that your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. At Key City Capital, we know that as well and would like you to know about investments we believe can make sense in an inflationary environment. For more details, check us out at keycitycapital.com. Key City offers passive investments in cash-flowing real estate that can help offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. When prices rise, more couples and families further delay homeownership. Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units with attractive prospects for income and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. Let the team at Key City Capital grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. Connect with them today at keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569. 817-912-1569. Again, that's keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569. 817-912-1569. 
The fate of a devastated mining town in eastern Ukraine hangs in the balance. Ukrainian forces holding out against a furious Russian onslaught in what has become a bloody focal point of Putin's almost 11-month-old war. Solidar, like its neighbor to the southwest, Bakhmut, has seen months of bitter attritional fighting. Ukraine insists Solidar hasn't fallen. It's also cast doubt on a photo of Prigozhin that Russian media say was taken in Solidar's salt mines. Capturing Solidar would give Russia a propaganda boost after months of bruising defeat. Analysts say if it happens, it would not mean Ukraine's supply lines to Bukhmut would be cut. The BBC's Danny Eberhardt. An attacker wounded six people in a knife attack in Paris's busy Gare du Nord train station this morning before being shot and wounded by police. No specific motive has currently been suggested by authorities. News and analysis at townhall.com. These egg prices, they're for the birds. A lingering bird flu outbreak combined with soaring feed, fuel, and labor costs has led to U.S. egg prices more than doubling over the past year and hatched a lot of sticker shock on grocery aisles. The latest government data shows that the national average price for a dozen eggs hit $3.59 in November. That's putting stress on consumer budgets and the bottom line of food producers and restaurants that rely heavily on eggs as an ingredient. More than 43 million of the 58 million birds slaughtered over the past year to help control bird flu were egg-laying chickens. Keith Peters reporting. Labor organizers are hoping this will be the year that Starbucks U.S. employees finally negotiate a union contract. However, bargaining at this point is at a standstill and thousands of Starbucks, work Starbucks workers still unconvinced of the union's value. More on these stories, townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Welcome back to our program. It's always nice to welcome back Mayor Peter Nystrom of Norwich. And once again, I will open the lines to you for any and all questions you have during the segment that he's on with me. Hi, Pete. Good morning. How are you, Stu? Good morning to you. Happy Let's New Year. See if we get all our microphones all set. Yeah, how's everything going? Uh, very busy. A lot going on. Uh, oh, gonna get the mics working here. See how that's going on. A little closer there. Testing one two. Hmm. Okay, it must be my because uh, you're coming over there. Okay. So, my friend, uh, there's so many things I want to ask you about, and we'll get to it. And one of the things, uh, first of all, is the roundabout still around? Uh, it is. Uh, I, back in November, along with Chris LaRose of uh, NPU, we met with the Deputy Commissioner of DOT and a number of other key people there. Um, I was on a Zoom call with DOT again a little over a week ago. Uh, we expect to hear in April... Uh, with information concerning changes to the proposed design of uh, which was six roundabouts, um, I can't say what those new changes are going to be because we haven't seen them yet. But they're taking into account, they're listening uh, very closely to us and our concerns. I'm grateful for DOT's response as it's working out, and uh, as soon as we have the opportunity to discuss it. Uh, we will take that opportunity to the public. There'll be another opportunity for the public to hear a presentation from DOT, probably, I'm guessing, September, um, and we'll go from there. 
Okay, so we periodically we want updates, and uh, you know people are feeling um, positive that this may not be happening. Well, I think I could say six is out. I can't, six is out. There I, may be some, but six is out. Yeah, I, I don't know the the final configuration um, and everything, but um, yes, I would say six is out. Yes. Welcome to the program. You're on the air with Mayor Pete Nystrom. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good, thank you. Hey, uh, um, what happened to that Burger King project over on Town Street in Norwich? It's, it's uh, been, that, been uh, that way for over three years. I'll take my answer off the air. Okay, thanks, sir. Uh, that project is no longer viable. Um, we did the historic uh, examination, that which was warranted there. Uh, it's proximity to the historic uh, cemetery there and stuff like that. But the uh, developers uh, pulled out of that. That goes back about a year and a half that we really knew for sure that they weren't going forward with the project, which is unfortunate. The houses, the fences around them, um, it would be nice to see that developed developed well. They had proposed a Burger King that you wouldn't recognize it was going to be built in keeping with the historic overlays of that area. Uh, somewhat like Glastonbury. Glastonbury has a, a McDonald's on Main Street. You wouldn't even know what's there except for this little arch that's maybe two feet high on the ground. Um, and it has the name on the building, but it's, it's just a totally different type of structure, keeping in mind of the placement of where it's going to be so that it fits in with the, the neighborhoods and stuff like that. But. Hopefully someone will see that as an opportunity in the future uh, to bring a development. Welcome. You're on the air with Mayor Pete Nystrom. Welcome. You're on the air with the mayor. Hello. Hello, sir. Go ahead. Yes, uh, this uh, industrial park, business park, whatever they want to call it, on uh, Canterbury Pike in Lola Lane, I was wondering whether or not they're going to allow housing in there because they did in the first industrial park and uh, the number of children in the industrial park attending the schools the revenue that that uh, generates probably doesn't cover the cost of the children so are they going to allow housing in those in the new industrial park that's my question thank you all right thanks for the call sir appreciate it thank you sir for the call uh no housing is not planned so, there's been a lot of meetings. In fact, there's been good turnouts at those meetings, which is encouraging. Uh, very good turnout. Yep. Yeah. So, what's the uh, what's your stand on it? Um, at the moment, uh, there's one more vote remaining on this issue. It's at the next council meeting. We amended the plan as presented by the applicant. Uh, that amendment was and is designed to increase uh, buffer distances. It was originally submitted at 20-foot difference and buffer between property lines um, where residential uh, areas are. That's now been increased to 50 feet. That's part of the public record. Uh, there have been enhanced restrictions on building heights in those same areas near residential. Um, there's to be no development at all on a parcel of land up by Lawler Lane. Uh, that was originally part of it. That's, I believe, been withdrawn as well. Um, we've had basically four public hearings on the matter because we wanted to listen to the people. It's really important you exercise um, 
or give that right to those people who want to exercise their right to speak to us as a council. And on that issue, um, I continue to hear the people, and they wanted to say more. And some, I remember the first hearing, some people had to leave because we were interrupted by a member of council who decided to um, kind of take over that council meeting. And so that public hearing itself was delayed for an hour and a half. And so we continued on with the public hearing process multiple times. Um, there's one more vote. Um, I do support uh, the industrial park. Um, I've worked with the parties to bring that forward for over three and a half years. Our grand list needs to grow. The voters, um, to their credit, approved the school bond issue. That's a $385 million bond to build four new elementary schools. We need to pay for that. We can't really afford to do that with the current grand list. It's not strong enough. It makes that burden that much harder on, on the people living here, the businesses operating here. We need growth in, in our city, and that area is clean. Um, some people say go back to the mills. Well, one, we don't own the mills. Two, the mills are polluted. Hmm. Um, millions of dollars in brownfield remediation requirements have to be met before you can even talk about locating a company in some of those sites. I'm happy to report some of the mills, as the public is aware, like Panema Mills, continues to expand the housing opportunities there. There's another 146 units proposed for 555 Norwich Avenue. Uh, that's moving forward. Um, there are other housing opportunities, the West Ledge development over on, on the west side, all market rate apartments. The Hills continues to grow down in Taffville near Panema. Um, housing opportunities are being enhanced here in the, in the city, very well built. Um, the nice thing about Panema Mills, it's a blended form of housing. There are units of housing there for people of lower incomes, uh, and there are people who would pay market rates. There's no difference between the units whatsoever other than the size, one, two, or three bedroom. Uh, same quality. Um, that whole area of Taffel is being developed very, very well uh, by those who are doing it. Um, and we're very grateful for that. But um, we, we need to grow our grand list. Uh, that cost of the schools is going to be added to the cost of taxes here in the city now. And I believe taxes are a burden in the city we're always looking for ways to save money or enhance the revenue, whether it's utility sales. You know, we brought in um, Solar Seal. They're now, new name is Navarro. They're producing industrial glass in the old Lighter building right now. Uh, they have replaced the amount of revenue we lost when we lost the copper plant here in Norwich. To have that happen within three years is a remarkable opportunity for us. The jobs that are there... The utility sales uh, far exceed that what the copper plant provided for us. And all that money, 10% of that goes right back into the general fund to reduce the tax burden. That's the very reason there is a part-time mayor in the charter, why the job I have exists, to make the community stronger, provide revenue, reduce the cost of living here. I, I take that as my number one priority. and I, I know people are upset about it. Uh, but it's not going to be done in a vacuum. It's going. To, it's being done with their comments in mind and now part of the ordinance that's up for consideration. I can talk about that because we voted on it. That's part of a public record.
prior t to closing the public hearing, I wasn't permitted to talk about anything uh, because it's a zoning matter. In zoning matter, any comments have to be done during the public hearing process. Let's get to this call before we take a break. As you, uh, you've you asked for Mayor Pete, he's here. You're on the air. Well, welcome. Okay, not hearing somebody there. Hi, WICH, you're on the air. Yes, uh, Walmart's parking lot in Norwich, the seat bus leaves there, and the minute it gets onto Route 82, it, it stops at the first bus stop, and if you're behind them, you're all jammed up. That doesn't make any sense. All those bus stops on Route 82 should be in the parking lots of those commercial places for pickup and delivery. You would eliminate 12 car accidents a week. And another thing on the seat bus thing, and the, uh, at, at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts place, I've seen the driver stop the bus on Route 82 and get out and go get a coffee. That's not a place to stop a bus and go get a cup of coffee. Common sense will prevail. Uh, the roundabout down city, uh, I've heard through the grapevine, that has to be revamped because they can't plow it. Uh, well, okay. anyway. You put a lot on the table. Break, and I'll let you go. All right, Mayor Pete, you want thank, to respond to some you, of those sir. things? Uh, his suggestion with seat, I'll bring to the attention of the city manager uh, who serves on the seat board. Um, I think there are valid concerns. Anytime traffic it becomes a major issue on a, a roadway here in the city it c can cause many other issues some of which he spoke of uh, I have not heard any problems as far as the roundabout in fact I can tell you that the average width of a road is 12 feet those lanes in that roundabout are 14 it was designed two extra feet wide to take into considerations those issues as well as the larger vehicles whether it's it's a, a school bus, a, f a fire truck coming through the city, having to go to points where their calls are coming in from or to. Um, I've not heard any problems about the roundabout plowing. Because we have large vehicles for plowing. We also have small vehicles because we already have very narrow streets in many areas of our city. Those are the vehicles that are down there to clear that roundabout, not the big, big plows. All right, Mayor Pete uh, with us, and uh, 889-5252 is our number. We're going to take a break and uh, come back with more of your calls, if you like, at 889-5252. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. Straight Talk Wireless knows there are plenty of reasons you might need a new phone. <gasps> but switching to a better wireless provider doesn't have to be one of them. Keep your own phone and save when you switch to any Straight Talk Wireless plan, like our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigs of hotspot, plus nationwide 5G. Keep your own phone. Switch to a better wireless plan. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and QIOP kit. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. She process. Well, sort of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. 
Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand. Hey, that'd be a good song title. Uh, We have Mayor Peter Nystrom here, and certainly we want to get in as many calls as we possibly can. So let's go back to the lines. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. I'd like to talk about the uh, automatic mutual aid issue with the fire departments. Certainly. Uh, I I believe that uh, it's you and the city council's responsibility to make every taxpayer as safe as they can in event of a structure fire anywhere in the city of knowledge. Uh, two minutes um, is a long time to wait for another uh, engine to show up and to start working. So if you could get an engine with three or four men on an engine to work at a structure fire two minutes earlier than anybody else can get there, that should be done and uh, and it should be done without uh, worry about. It, it could be political suicide for you, but uh, in this town. But uh, it should be done. And I wonder what all the national homeowners of insurance uh, brokers would say um, if they knew that in the city of Knowledge we were going to get rid of a plan that uh, got fire engines there earlier. In event of a house fire, I'll hang up and uh, listen to your okay, sir. Thanks for your call. Thank you. I appreciate your concerns and your call. First of all, you start off with the premise that we don't have automatic aid. We do. The six chiefs went, got together, worked with the city manager over a 10 month period, came up with a written policy for automatic aid. It went into effect November 1st. We have one already operating. It was set up as a trial for six months because there are still problems with our dispatch. It has not been upgraded. We're waiting on supply chain issues to allow us to improve, put a whole new CAD system in. There are still areas within the city where we're not reaching everyone in a timely manner. Uh, But the six departments are running an automatic aid policy now. Unfortunately, council members decided to introduce politics into this, and that's the worst thing that can happen. Politics has no place in firefighting policy. That's why when the chiefs work together every month and meet with the city manager, no elected officials sit in on those meetings. I don't belong there, and nor does anyone else. They have a job to do. They're the professionals. Politics should not be introduced in this. That administrative policy went into effect November 1st. The very day before, on Halloween, a member of the council introduced an ordinance that was written with the help of one of the six chiefs. It happened to be the chief of the paid department. He never told the other five chiefs who he's sitting with at the same time across the table while they worked out this administrative policy that runs through the city manager's leadership that they were going to do an end run and come up with something entirely different. And that's the problem. One of the biggest gains that can be made when all six chiefs sit together and work together is trust, the trust that is built between the six of them. They are the heads of their departments. They all work very well together. 
You can't tell the difference between the departments when they're at the scene of a fire. This city has always had mutual aid. It has an administrative policy right now that's being overseen by the city manager. I trust John Solomon implicitly to do a great job. Politics never should have been introduced. And just for the listener's view, there is now a special election on February 1st to decide whether politics should continue to overrun firefighting policies here in the city of Notch, Norwich, or do we return it back to the professionals, the ones who are trained to fight fires? That's the six chiefs in our city. We are blessed to have five volunteer fire departments who are very strong, well-maintained, well-manned. We are blessed to have a paid department in Central. Together they can build a department that will make us all proud. Your call and your comments lead me to believe that you want to leave the public with an impression that fire safety is not well maintained in this city and nothing could be further from the truth. All right. Interesting call, interesting answer, and uh, Mayor Pete's here. Always a pleasure. Let's take this call before the break. You're on the air. Hi. Am I on the air? Yes, you are. We're all set. Mm -hmm. Good. I want to thank the mayor or whoever's in charge today. They're picking up trash along Canterbury Turnpike and other roads because it's been really bad this year. I've noticed lots of litter and trash. They're actually picking it up and leaving the bags around, you know. So that's very good. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering about this, since I live up here near where they're supposed to be putting that new business park, are are they going to be keeping a lot of uh, nature and trees, or is it going to just be all mowed down and be like... uh, you know, a, a city down there. What does he know? What you know? How it's going to look? I mean, the design of it. Okay, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. He'll respond to that. Thank you, and I appreciate your comments on the trash pickup. Uh, those bags will be picked up at the end of the day. They won't be left there. It's, that's a practice DOT carries on as well as on the highways in this state. Uh, the design of that park uh, one protects all the wetlands. It's 385 acres up there. 183 or 84 of them are considered buildable. Um, there's number 90 acres up there that no one will build on at all. It will be left just as it is now. Um, the inland wetlands permit uh, provides all the guidelines and requirements that must be met in any development. There are actually no businesses at this time that have building designs or anything like that to go up there. Uh, The overlay that's proposed right now for the zone right now uh, has hypothetical scenarios where the pads could be, for example, for a building, the foundations. But all of them have to be maintained away from the wetlands, protecting all of those areas and the land around them. Uh, It's even proposed to have a a 10-foot wide walking or jogging trail throughout the whole place. I know that people value that opportunity to go there. Um, The the truth is, though, that's been private land up until the time NCDC took ownership a few weeks ago. That was someone else's private land, and we need to have a stronger grand list if we're going to be able to pay for our new schools. We're upgrading our sewer treatment plant. That's ordered by the courts. It was delayed by the state a number of times on design. That's going out to bid. Uh, We must maintain our roads. People deserve good, safe roads. Um, That's why I do support that business park. I must tell you, though, 
it will never be built unless we're successful in gaining federal grants to build the access road off the highway where exit 18 is. We've proposed a change in exit 18 that will utilize a roundabout that will restrict large traffic to the roundabout in the highway system, not permitted to go on to old Canterbury Turnpike and so forth like that. Um, but we're also going to improve exit 18 when you come off Route 97. It's a very short approach to get in the high-speed travel lanes because of the proximity of that in the bridge. There's no um, approaching lane for cars who are traveling at high speeds, I'm sorry, who are coming onto the road. They're encountering traffic of high speeds. We're going to improve that as well. But all of that's contingent on us being successful in our applications for federal dollars uh, from uh, Washington. So it won't happen unless we build out those systems because that that's the promise that we made. Um, what we've done is give a guide for how the park can be developed. It must comply with all the wetland provisions. Uh, they do have a local inland wetlands permit granted for the park itself. If someone comes in, we get the highway areas built, and they propose a new building for that and to bring jobs into our city, they're going to have to go through the same permitting process. Every individual company, they'll have to go to the Commission on the City Plan, they have to go to the Inland Wetlands Commission, all the investigation that took place for the last three years on that park must be repeated by individual developers. There are a lot of checks and balances that are in place. They're going to remain in place. And um, it's an opportunity for us to bring about 1,800 jobs, if it's fully built out, into this community, grow the grand list, help pay down the debt for the new schools that we'll be building probably over the next 10 years. Um, it, that's all good news, it, but it will not be done without keeping in mind the needs of the people who live in the city and who live in that area. Here's a question I never thought I'd ask you, and uh, are we getting a pot store in Norwich? At this moment, we're looking at two. Two? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, one on the west side. Uh, there was a second one proposed for the west side. They're now looking to move to a different location within the community, the city itself, but they have all their, their licenses and permits. Uh, we have two growers coming into the city as well, the former Mr. Biggs, on 8th Street in Greenville and 115 Forest Street over right past Central Fire Department down at the end of that road. There's a 7-plus acre parcel. I think that's um, that has room for it to grow as well, just like the one in Greenville. They're starting out with 40,000 square feet of, of indoor growing uh, space for that, and they have the ability to expand on the parking lot across the street. If you've lived here long enough, you remember there was a, a gantry, a wooden walkway, a bridge from that parking lot. You'd go up the stairs or the ramp and go over the road, 8th Street Bridge, and come back down to Mr. Biggs. Um, that's being developed there. <clears throat> yes, we are. Okay. It's going to call me Mr. Bong now? going to change? Uh, <clears throat> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, 889-5252 is our number. We've got a lot of people waiting to talk to you, Mayor. Hi, welcome to the program. Yes, I have a question. Um, some of the roads going down into the Norwich uh, downtown city uh, were changed from a two-way to a one-way to come downtown to do business. And um, 
since you just mentioned the two pop places, maybe that will uh, prosper. I'm I'm just wondering before the pop places were mentioned, how is it? Uh, how are the businesses uh, profiting? Um, profiting. Okay. Well, the I guess the bottom line is it's supposed to. Uh, do you think reduce taxes eventually? Uh, the two retail sites, the city gains three percent of the gross sales annually. Mm-hmm. That's projected to be six to eight hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. uh, and that money will go to the general fund. Um, the jobs and the sales uh, where they're the growing, uh, that will be the benefit area that we re- re- need in Greenville. For example, they're looking to hire. 50% of the employees from the Greenville neighborhood itself. That's one of their main goals, where people can actually walk to work, which is not a bad thing in today's uh, dealing with roads and buses and everything else. Not everybody has a car, can afford a car. But if they can live within walking distance of a site where they can gain employment, uh, that's a very good gain for us as well. Uh, I wasn't sure when she was asking about downtown. The, ro- the one-way road pattern now is down the hill, Union Street, back up Broadway. It's one-way Bath Street. Uh, there is a design uh, uh, going on right now, uh, in a study, I should say, about downtown traffic that includes Harbor View Drive along Brown Park and also into the center of the city itself. We're taking a look at the road patterns, making some changes, some adjustments uh, to move the traffic uh, a little more smoothly and not have congestion. Uh, the roundabout has provided some of that uh, relief the way it's set up now. Uh, but we're still looking to make greater improvements. Long term, we also hope to uh, narrow Route 2 as it comes in on Harborview Drive and make that one lane coming up the hill so we can actually expand Brown Park, the waterfront area, for more public access. These are some long-term goals, but they're all related to the traffic management. Uh, it, it's really, really important that we make those kinds of improvement. The public should must have access Um, We are getting state grants along with a local match from ourselves. We'll be upgrading the floating docks at Brown Park um, all the way down the East Canal as well. New new piers are going in to support those floating docks. They'll be ADA compliant with proper handrails and grades and things of that nature. Uh, So there's a lot going on in that area of the city, and we want to continue that vein. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, I promise the listeners I take a lot of calls, so we'll continue. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. Mayor Nystrom, how are you today? Great. It's good to hear your voice. That's well, good that I'm able to call in and talk to you. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Stu, for taking my call. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Mayor Nystrom is an exceptional mayor. I've been around a few politicians in my day. Uh, well, thank you. I think he's exceptional, and we're fortunate to have him here. But as he knows, it, what comes with his job is uh, issues, uh, all kinds of issues from all types of different people. And, and mine is usually from the public safety uh, uh, view. And when you when I hear about the cannabis, it, it not only in our area in Norwich and, and throughout the state, it, to me, I'm you know I've been around a long time. It feels like an invasion, 
Now, I don't want to go into the details of that, but that's the way it, it just felt as I was listening to the mayor mm-hmm. talk about the, the stores that are coming to Norwich, and I know they started yesterday in the rest of the state. It feels like an invasion, and I think a, lot, a number of people like myself are not prepared for it, and, and, and other pe- younger people as well. We'll have uh, the mayor comment. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Um, I would say, personally, on the record, I was opposed to the legislature passing that law. I thought it was the wrong thing to do. They thought otherwise. Um, They worked out an agreement where towns can actually opt out and not participate in it. That's basically how they got enough votes to get it passed. Once that became a reality... Uh, I had to make a decision for myself personally, and I think for the city of Norwich, um, we welcomed the industry to the city after the law was passed. And with that came the responsibility to ensure that if it is located here, it will be run as required by the law, that the funds that are raised that can be paid in revenue to the city, for example, that 3% I spoke of earlier, there are actually categories of where dollars can be spent and must be spent, and that even deals with addiction services, um, helping people uh, who become dependent on stuff like this, um, and and there's other things that the monies can be used for, education and so forth, uh, a police presence, helping us make sure there's a strong police presence in our community, that laws are not broken, um, so we did, as a city, embrace the industry. We've welcomed them. Um, initially, there were only 16 licenses granted. We actually landed two of those 16 who will be the people growing the product here. There's other employment opportunities, packaging, uh, food processing, and all that kind of stuff that come with this industry. You've seen it with medical marijuana as well. Back when I was mayor the first time, which now is quite a few years ago. Uh, I supported that as well, having a medical dispensary here. Uh, As we know, there are many uh, health issues that that can actually provide comfort for people who are facing very difficult situations, and that's why I supported that aspect of it then. But there's a new aspect I'd like to talk about. We're watching fentanyl flood our nation. People in Washington who are in charge are doing nothing to stop it. I don't think our congressman's doing much to stop it either. He doesn't even speak about the issue. And for a man who's been down there 16 years, he certainly should have the clout to at least talk about it. But he doesn't, and hopefully someone will call him and ask him to start talking about it and tell us what he's doing to prevent it. Um, But we're watching fentanyl be laced into marijuana, and that's in the illegal sale market, Mm -hmm. and that is absolutely deadly to people. It's my hope that by cleaning up the sales side of this new industry in the state will actually provide protections for people. Um, nobody should lose their life because they smoked a joint. They didn't know someone put fentanyl a, in it. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one positive thing about it. They'll know it's, it's it, clean. It's clean. It's safe. Um, again, I'm not a fan of it. But it's here. The state made the decision. You can build a fence around your city and say, stay out, stay out. Well, the illegal sales are already here. I would rather force that off Mm -hmm. the streets of this city and make sure that the public is not being killed 
with the use of fentanyl and, and other things that they lace things with. There are a lot of evil people in this world, and in the drug sales, that's one way it really shows its head, and families are destroyed when that happens. So if one good thing could come out of that besides the revenue and jobs, it's that we're cleaning up the product. Thanks for bringing that up. Very important. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Are you there? Nope. Hi, WICH. Welcome. Oh, yes. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Um, I have a very strange question, and I'm very sorry for the people that have passed because fentanyl has got into the marijuana. And what's but your question? Mm-hmm. My question is, now, the, the marijuana is uh, state-recognized, I guess, but federally recognized, it's not agreed by the federal government, just state so maybe the mayor can answer that for me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you raise a very good point, our caller here. Uh, it's still considered a Class 1, which makes it against federal law. Uh, that's one of the difficult issues in financing an industry like that. Banks who are you know, FDIC approved, they may not loan funds to these industry people. So um, <clears throat> in some respects... There's a check and balance right there. I guess credit unions may, depending on how they're chartered. Um, But it it causes a lot of private investment to be necessary, and that's why we've seen a lot of different players court the city of Norwich to locate here. One of the things that they really value is the lower cost of energy supply. The cost at NPU is a lot less than at Eversource or UI anywhere else in the state of Connecticut, particularly with their most recent height increase. We had an increase ourselves, but nothing, I mean, I saw numbers of 40% increase on certain aspects of the billing. There are multiple fees in the electric billing as well, the wholesale charges and the user charges, the transmission charges. but. Our cost of electricity is even more more of a bargain now than it was after that increase the two large carriers now have instituted. Um, and that's a hardship for anybody. Uh, but we're insulated because of knowledge public utilities. And we also have the best service, the best response, the best reliability of anywhere in the state. You know, And this is a pitch I'll say to any employer or industry person who's looking for a site to locate. you got lower cost for energy needs here than anywhere else in the state of Connecticut. You ought to look us up. All right, we're going to take a break. Mayor Peter Nystrom, I've got a lot of calls coming in. I'll do my best to get as many as we can. It's your number one local connection, WICH AM and FM. Stay with us. We'll be right back with your calls. Blast through winter storms with a Husqvarna snowthrower from KH Equipment in Plainfield. Husqvarna snowthrowers are built to withstand the demands of harsh New England winters with power and durability, innovative features, smart start, and Husqvarna's 10 year limited warranty for years of trouble free snow removal. KH Equipment in Plainfield is your storm center headquarters to buy, rent, and repair. Plus, salt treated salt and sand salt mix. KH is open every day, but when a storm hits, they stay open around the clock, quickly repairing plows and Sanders to get you back on the road and plowing again. 
Home? A little money management can go a long way to help make those dreams a reality. And at Scient Federal Credit Union, we make money management easier. At Scient Federal Credit Union, you will be treated as a member, not just a number. We are committed to improving our members' lives with creative financial solutions. Our helpful, responsive, and knowledgeable people are here to help you realize your dreams. Visit our website to find out how you can receive customized product and resource recommendations for a whole host of important financial decisions. Like buying a home, how to save more money, preparing for retirement, paying off debt, and so much more. From day-to-day dealings to long-term planning, Scient Federal Credit Union is your solutions provider, no matter your financial status. We make money management easier. Contact us to see if you qualify for membership. 877-860-MYCU or scientfcu.org. Federally insured by the NCUA. Scient Federal Credit Union. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Have you ever been dehydrated? I'll be back in a split second with some advice on this subject. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Water is essential for nearly every bodily function, including the regulation of core body temperature. As you might suspect, the incidence of dehydration is more frequent during the summer months. Watch for the following symptoms. Severe thirst, dark urine, decreased urine production, fatigue or weakness, dry skin and lips, decreased sweating, nausea, faintness or loss of appetite, confusion or dizziness, and headache, body aches, and muscle cramps. You can prevent these symptoms by drinking plenty of fluids, even before you feel thirsty. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. And we're here with uh, Mayor Peter Nystrom. And uh, we have a couple of few minutes left. just want to make one, one thing. You may have missed uh, the story that... Uh, uh, Leon Jones, there's going to be another uh, place coming in soon. Somebody is taking it over, and we were talking on the break that uh, it's going to be even bigger and more expanded. Is that it? Uh, based on the ad that was in the newspaper today, they'll be expanding services there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this pharmacy that's on Main Street in Willowmanic. I happened to be there last Thursday buying supplies that I need, compression socks, stuff like that for my left leg. Uh, but they're the ones who are be taking it over. I mean, we owe a great debt to the Grillo family of six-plus decades of wonderful service for us, uh, really in a personal nature. Um, oh, and they're yeah. still compounding medications there and all kinds of great things. Uh, but very sad to see them go. But uh, the presence of that pharmacy will be, uh, I guess, renewed in a different way. Okay, thanks for the update for those that didn't see the article. Hi, thanks for holding. You're on the air. What's your question for the mayor? Okay. As a Preston resident, Preston Borders, Norwich, is there any technical or legal reason why NPU couldn't provide our electricity instead of Eversource? I know I heard it thrown around a couple years ago. Um, That's my question. Thank you. I heard that, uh, you know, maybe it was in the edge or just a little bit out of uh, Norwich. Anything new on that? Uh, The electric... 
uh, provisions for Preston, um, it's basically Norwich. It's a franchise area. Norwich uh, NPU has the franchise rights by state law to provide natural gas in Norwich and Preston. We do not have the rights by statute for electricity. Um, that's something that um, I, I, whether it can go to bid an mm -hmm. RFP, could Preston do that? Could they go to the uh, DPUC, the regulatory authority, to change to have the municipal uh, presence grow? I'm really not sure what that process mm -hmm. is. Uh, we'll see that. I know that when Norwich State Hospitals develop, Eversource will have the right to bid to provide the electricity on that side. Really? Oh, okay. Um, we <clears> hope <throat> to keep it. Mm -hmm. We had provided it all the years. We provide the sewer, the water, the gas. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a, a competitive business Very a tough for the there. Eversource people, as you know. Very tough mm -hmm. for them. You're on the air. Welcome. You're on the air. Nope. WYCH, good morning to you. Hi. Hi, Pete. Hey, how are you? Hey. Uh, hey um, over the next month or so, a couple of months, would you, would you frequently bring it up as much as you can on the uh, special election um, uh, for the new uh, all-depression since uh, Wilson retired and also bring up the uh, three new voting places that the people are going to have to go to because the schools are closed good uh, going. that day? Good going. We were just going to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, okay, Larry. I appreciate that, Peter. I'd like to see a lot better turnout than uh, 22% that showed up last time. I I don't think that's uh, uh, very good for local elections. I hear you. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, Larry. Okay. Yeah, good timing on that. We were going to ask you that. Yeah, the caller is correct. First, I talked earlier about a special election on February 2nd, um, and that's to vote either yes or no on an ordinance that was adopted on a 4-3 vote by the council that really introduced politics into firefighting policies and politics has no business there not anywhere at all nowhere near it i have no firefighting training no one on the council has that other than stacy gould she's a volunteer fireman out at east great plains because she wasn't even consulted or asked about the ordinance as it was being drafted it was this big secret behind closed doors at the same time they drew, drew up an administrative policy that's overseen by the city manager. It's been in effect since November 1st. We already have automatic aid in this city. They're simply asking for six months to work out all the bugs because we still haven't upgraded our communication system. We're still waiting on the supply chain issues. When that's done, that and you have six months of data showing where the mistakes are made, where the, the great gains are made, you put an ordinance together, and all six chiefs will support that. People are telling people that the volunteer chiefs don't support automatic aid. That is absolutely not true at all. They do support it. They just expect and hope and want and deserve to be part of the process as it's put forth. So that election is on, it's a special election on February 1st. You'll simply vote yes or no. I'm asking the public to vote no and get the politics out of firefighting. It has no place going there. The other item that Larry brought up is the special election now called for May 24th. Alderman Wilson was elected to the State House of Representatives. He's now serving in the 46th District. It's different than the district I carried, but I served there for 18 years myself. So we wish him well and success there because his success is our success. Uh, but that open seat will have a special election on May 24th. We do not have access to the schools. They're in session. Uh, two big things. 
both elections, February 1st and March of May 24th, are on a Wednesday. We always vote on Tuesdays. Well, these elections are on Wednesdays. The new polling places for Samuel Huntington School is the church hall at Meeting House Rock, the Congregational Church. It's 81 East Town Street. That's where the people who would vote at Samuel Huntington School will now vote, at the church hall right across from the Norwich Town Green. The polling place for Moriarty School is now the Norwich Worship Center, right on Lawler Lane, just down the street through the intersection of Canterbury Turnpike. Very close, very similar. And the last change is Stanton School is not available to us because the kids are in session. Everyone will vote at Beth Jacobs Synagogue right next door, right just the next driveway down to, or forward further, be turning which direction you're coming. So the new polling places are Beth Jacobs Synagogue replaces Stanton School, 81 East Town Street, the Congregational Church Hall replaces Samuel Huntington School, and the Norwich Worship Center on Lawler Lane replaces Moriarty School on Lawler Lane. And those elections will be from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. People get involved. It's it's your community. Get involved. Uh, before I take another call, a listener called before and asked me to mention this. Anything new with the Y? Anything new with Reed and Hughes? And uh... Uh, The Reed and Hughes is fully funded. That project is going forward. We applied for a community investment fund grant. We were successful in bringing home through the, the auspices and great work of Kevin Brown at NCDC a $550,000 grant to handle the Brown for remediation to Reed and Hughes. David McCarthy, who is the principal owner of the Morrigan Hotel, is uh, spearheading that development. That's fully funded. That's going through all the checks and balances and getting the permits and, and the remediation approvals and all that's going forward. Uh, the YMCA is still going forward. Um, Madden Construction is taking over that building. They'll be building it out. Uh, we did not get an additional grant for remediation there. We were successful in the last year gaining a $2 million challenge grant to help develop the YMCA. Their business operations will be on that site. They're looking at some other commercial and retail opportunities there. Hypothetically, you might see a third brew pub on that site. We already have two outstanding ones, Epicure Brewery and These Guys Brewery. There might be a third there. There could be some small shops there as well. Right. Encouraging news there. You're on the air. Welcome. I'd like to know who's going to pay for the utilities and the roads going into that new industrial park. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we've applied. We're applying for two grants: one to build the highway system I outlined earlier. We applied for a seventeen million dollar grant from the federal government to build the roads and put all utilities in that park. And I will tell you that once it's built, and I hopefully we get to that point. Again, we need a stronger grant list to pay for our schools and everything else we must do. We'll have to maintain those. But we're actually applying for federal funds to carry that initial construction cost. So there's going to be some sessions uh, with education, and uh, I thought that sounded pretty reasonable. You're familiar with, I'm sure you're familiar with that. It was kind of the big news yesterday. One session will be about some aspects of kids in school and stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. What are your yeah, thoughts I, about I that? I think that I was at the Board of Ed's meeting last mm -hmm. night for the beginning of it. 
and I heard the superintendent report on that. I think that's a very valuable yeah, tool. Yeah, seemed very positive we, to we me. We can't ignore the fact that there were absolutely negative impacts to the kids during all this COVID shutdown, mm-hmm. delay. You're in there, you're back home on the computer. Uh, we, you really need to take a look at that because um, I hate to use the word deficit, but deficits were created through that interruption of normal education. We need to address that. That's a good thing. Yeah. I was pleased when I when I read that. So, um, how's our original industrial park doing? Uh, some people will say I drive through there. Looks like there's a lot of vacant places. Um, of those sites that can be occupied for business use, ninety three percent occupancy. Now, you still have the housing components up there. You have the St. Jude's Common up there. Um, you know, we're not proposing any housing in the other one. If we're able to bring that forward. Uh, it's all about jobs. It's about tax revenue. It's about utility sales. It's about strengthening the grand list to help us pay our bills. The city has to run, and we provide full services across the board. Now, if you've had trouble getting through, because the lines have been busy right from the the uh, beginning when our mayor has been on, but you can get through now at 889-5252. Now, will you be bringing in the uh, Boston Red Sox at Dodd Stadium this year, or not yet? No, No, they're pretty happy in Worcester, I'm afraid, okay. the AAA team. We're still in discussions uh, with Mr. Prentice for the two college programs that are up there, the Sea Unicorns, um, and then... Uh, Dennis Long's program, the Mystic Schooners, they want to play there again. We're in discussion right now for a season of baseball college level this year and one more year, a mm-hmm. second option, uh, not beyond that at this time. Um, I will tell you that they increased their attendance. They were averaging 1,367 uh, people at every game for the Sea Unicorns, that's for the college, and it's very good college ball. These are hungry, uh, young, athletic decent. kids. Yeah. It's very good attendance for college ball. I like that. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you for this. Sure. I want to thank Pete. Think of all the venues that you guys just discussed throughout this hour. Think of the knowledge he has and the background that he has and what he has to get involved with as mayor of the city of Norwich. I think you're doing a marvelous job. I appreciate living here for over the 55 years I've been here. I think you do a wonderful job, and from the bottom of my heart and my friends and relatives, we thank you, Mr. Peter. Thank you. Thanks for that wonderful call, sir. I appreciate wow, it. Wow, thank you so much. 55 years, uh, resident of this town. So uh, I have a few more minutes. Any other news of somebody coming in? Somebody well, there is, a new, there is news. Um, Bill Nash, who previously served on hey, the city Billy, council, yeah. Billy has announced he's running <laughs> for the vacant seat. Mm-hmm. I look very strongly serving with him again. He's very level-headed. He's very yeah. kind. man with the biggest heart I've ever met. I agree. His care for people, um, his ability to listen to people's needs and follow through. Um, we need Bill Nash back on the council very much. He'll be a candidate on the ballot on uh, May 24th, and I hope the voters give him the opportunity to return. We need the kindness that he brings to the floor more than ever. Yeah, i uh, very fond of Billy. He's been on our show a lot. One quick call. What's your question for the mayor? Hey, Sue. Hey, Pete. It's Kevin. Um, I heard through the grapevine the other day that... Um, some work might actually be going on up at the um, old Yantic Mill. Uh, do you have any updates for us on that? Thanks, Kev. Uh, Thanks. S- certainly. I- I've worked with the developers there who originally came from Israel. Uh, they are in the process of renovating the 
the mill there uh, that was built by Mr. Williams over 177 years ago. And that reminds me to give a shout out to Yannick Volunteer Fire Department. We're still in their 175th year of continuous service to the city of Norwich. Oldest in the country, I believe, continuing service. Uh, the mill is being turned into a 150-plus unit swank hotel. Uh, it's going to have a beautiful uh, restaurant attached to it. Um, when it's all done, it's going to be a prize, a piece of property here in the city of Norwich. It's at the first gateway coming out of Hartford into the city of Norwich, and everybody will see the beautiful work that's being done. The city is working to enhance that village of Yantic at the same time, providing a greater access to portable water in that area as well, and enhance fire protection services with that large investment in that mill. Uh, these are the kinds of things that you hope for as a mayor. You continue to work and continue to stay. It's one of the reasons I ran again and now what is my third term, and I'm blessed to be able to say I have be serving three terms. Uh, it's seeing completion, seeing things come to be, uh, where properties that were abandoned are, are, are stronger, contributing to the tax base, providing jobs, bringing people to our community so they can learn about our 400 years of historic history. Well, Mr. Mayor, I'm very pleased with this hour. I think you've uh, given us a lot of information that the uh, listeners have been wanting to hear, and thank you so much. Thank you. I'll be back. All right. Mayor Pete Nystrom, and you folks, thanks for your interesting, your good questions. Gave us a chance to cover a lot of things with the mayor. Got a news break, and then we'll take a lunchtime oldie break. Play some great tunes. I also have a giveaway. I'm going to do to a show that's coming up in Norwich tonight. We'll tell you about that. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich, 9433 DB in Norwich. Right now it's 33 degrees, and here's the news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. We're going on a cruise today, so uh, <laughs> we, so we're we hope we're uh, not delayed too long. So. Right now we're delayed for an hour. Two people delayed at Newark Airport say they're trying to exercise patience. But the good news is the FAA has lifted a ground stop on flights across the U.S. following that computer outage that resulted in thousands of delays and hundreds of cancellations, quickly cascading through the system at airports nationwide. Julie Walker reports. The FAA ordered all departing flights grounded early this morning, but lifted that order just before 9 a.m. However, delays and cancellations continue to snowball. More than 4,300 flights were delayed and more than 780 canceled. While the White House initially said that there is no evidence of a cyber attack, President Biden said we don't know and called for an investigation. The FAA said its notice to air missions system went down and had to be restored. Julie Walker, New York. Also at townhall.com, storm-ravaged California scrambling to clean up and repair the widespread damage as the lashing rain is easing. Forecasts call for thunderstorms today in the north and then another powerful weather front later this week. Crews working to reopen major highways that were closed by rock slides, swamped by flooding, or smothered with mud. More than 10,000 people who were ordered out of seaside towns on the central coast have been allowed to return home. Governor Gavin Newsom says at least 17 people have died in the series of storms. Stocks higher ahead of a highly anticipated inflation update and several big corporate earnings reports later this week. The Dow adding 91 points and the Nasdaq up 103. 
More at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Police are dragging climate activists away from an abandoned village in western Germany that is close to being destroyed by an expanding coal mine. Some of the protesters have squatted in the abandoned village for more than a year. The energy firm, RWE, which now owns Lutzerat, intends to extend a vast lignite pit it operates nearby to get at the coal underneath the village. The activists reject RWE's assertion that Germany needs the lignite if it's to fulfill its energy requirements now that it can no longer rely on Russian fuel. Police officers have dragged some of the protesters out of the village, but other activists have taken to rooftops and makeshift tree houses. Their strategy to delay their eviction and what would appear to be Lutzerat's inevitable fate for as long as possible. BBC correspondent Jenny Hill, an explosion near the foreign ministry in the Afghan capital, Kabul, killing five and wounding several. No one has claimed responsibility, but the Islamic State has recently increased its assaults. Breaking news at townhall.com. A potential GOP presidential candidate has an unusual idea to help her constituents. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem called Tuesday for using the state's surplus to eliminate the tax charged on groceries and lower other taxes in her State of the State address. All eyes are on what lawmakers might do with the state's $423 million surplus. Noem said that shoppers are astonished when they arrive at the checkout line to pay for their groceries. She said it's so costly that she's watched many shoppers have to put items back on the shelves because they don't have enough money for the purchase. Noam called for repealing the state's 4.5% sales tax on groceries. Keith Peters reporting. A South Korean solar panel maker will invest more than $2.5 billion in two Georgia factories. The Q-Sales unit of Hanwha Solutions will build a new 2,000 worker factory in Cartersville and hire 500 more workers for its factory in Dalton. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for Stu Breyer's Lunchtime Oldies Break. Nobody makes his memories like Stu. Here's your musical mix master, Stu Breyer.
And furthermore, which means never having to say you're sorry, Adam. Anyway, that's a great song by Santana. So, uh, I have a complaint. No, I, I don't have it. Somebody had a complaint. They said, you know, I don't hear enough lady singers. So I'm going to dedicate the rest of this hour and play all female vocalists for the rest of this hour. So we make sure we get our quota of uh, wonderful gal singers. Looking through the list of songs, there are more guy singers and guy groups, and uh, well, we're going to fix that very soon here. WICH with Stu on our lunchtime oldie break. But first, I want to give something away. This is great. This is a, a show that's going on tonight, and it's put on by the Norwich Arts Center. I'm going to give away two tickets to see tonight's show, Clarence Spady. It's a musical family, and it's naturally gifted family. Spady began his musical journey at the age of five. Clarence has been described as the future of the blues by the Chicago Tribune. He plays with depth and sensitivity, effortlessly combining blues, jazz, funk, Latin, and rock in his own unique style. I mean, this is a real special show tonight at 7.30. It's exciting, it'll delight you, it'll mesmerize you, and uh, what a nice thing to do on a clear night tonight. So for more details and to get tickets to Norwich Art Council's January Blues on Broadway concert, go to norwicharts.org. However, if you would like to wear a pair of tickets to tonight's show, and what we do, we'll call in your name, and then you just pick up the tickets there. I'll take the first caller at 889-5252, and you're going to that show free tonight at 7.30. First caller, 889-5252. Now, speaking of the ladies, let's start off with the ladies here. The Supremes. There's a lot of ladies there.
Yes, we're playing all ladies the rest of this hour. Ladies only. By the way, the winner of the tickets is uh, Bob Elaine from Norwich. Congratulations, Bob. You're going to see such a wonderful show tonight. The Norwich Arts Center has their monthly blues on Broadway show, and he's won two tickets to see some very, very talented people. That's going to be tonight at 7.30. It's going to be a very special show. So if you uh, want more details, you can go to, uh, of course, NorwichArts.org, or you can call 860-608-1678. All right? There you go. Good going, Bob. I hope you enjoy that show tonight. It's going to be a really special. So is this hour, because it's all ladies. Ladies only. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Move over. We got some great singers, some great uh, gals that are going to be singing some of their big hit, big hits this hour. It's kind of exciting stuff as we uh, find some of your favorite singers. Yeah, I have so many to choose from. I'm trying to get to some of the uh, really uh, popular ones. And of course, there's many of them are popular because they're on my list here. This is, of course. One of the great female vocalists of all time, Dusty Springfield. Billy Ray was a preacher's son, and when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. When they gather around and started talking, that's when Billy would take me walking. Out through the backyard, we go walking. Then he look into my eyes. Lord knows to my surprise, the only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. See what he was. Talking to me, you come and tell me everything is alright. You kiss and tell me everything is alright. Can I get away again tonight? The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. Yes, he was. He was.
Dusty Springfield, she had her own television show for a while and uh, from England. She was originally with uh, her family used to sing. They were known as the Springfields, of course. All right, it's 18 after 12. Beautiful, bright sunshine today and 33 degrees, but we got to nudge it up a little more, huh? What do you think? I'm so frustrated with our company's cleaning service. They're not living up to their promises, and it's really starting to bug me. That's why I use SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. I know it's done right every time. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm Chris Heller, co-owner of SureBright. It all comes down to customer service. We know that our customers, like Hall Communications, trust us with their facility as well as their image. And we appreciate Appreciate just how important superior maintenance is to our customers, their customers, and their employees. That's why with SureBright, you'll get only the best in service and quality. Being a family-owned, independent company, customers know that they can always call either Chris or Patsy Heller with any questions or concerns. SureBright Commercial Cleaning Service, a division of SureBright Enterprises Incorporated. Out of sight, out of mind works for me. I'm going with SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. Great choice. SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. Done right every night. Out of sight. Possession of a grandfather. Serving Connecticut. Call 860-887-9785 or visit SureBrightInc.com. Blast through winter storms with a Husqvarna snow thrower from KH Equipment in Plainfield. Husqvarna snow throwers are built to withstand the demands of harsh New England winters with power and durability, innovative features, smart start, and Husqvarna's 10-year limited warranty for years of trouble-free snow removal. KH Equipment in Plainfield is your storm center headquarters to buy, rent, and repair. Plus salt, treated salt, and sand salt mix. KH is open every day, but when a storm hits, they stay open around the clock, quickly repairing plows and sanders to get you back on the road and plowing again. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. All the gals this hour on our Lunchtime Oldie Show, of course, Cher, who never wanted to go on stage alone. That's why she definitely wanted Sonny with her. Of course, it did very well to start her career. But then, uh, boy, she became popular just as Cher. Here's one of her songs. You stay 
broken, I've been broken deep in my heart You walked out that door, I swore that I didn't care But I lost everything, darling, there and there Too strong to tell you I was sorry Too proud to tell you I was wrong I be turning back time for a while, but we'll be springing ahead before you know it. That is Cher on WICH AM and FM. It's our lunchtime oldie break. We're playing all women today. Sorry, guys. Gentlemen wanted to hear a little good news by Ann Murray, and the news is I I was looking at about 50 songs by her, and I don't have it yet. If I find it by the end of the hour, I will get it on. But here is one of the biggest hits for Ann Murray, Danny's song. People smile and tell me I'm the lucky one And we've just begun I think I'm gonna have a son He will be like him and me As free as a dove Conceived in love The sun is gonna shine above And even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with you, honey Everything will bring a chain of love, love And in the morning when I rise Bring a tear of joy to my eyes And tell me everything's gonna be alright Love a guy who holds the world in a paper cup Drink it up Love him and he'll bring you love And if you find he helps your mind Better take him home, home 
Songbird and the sweet lady Ann Murray. I had the opportunity to speak with her, and she really wanted to talk about her golf game, which I thought was pretty funny. You know, she loves her career and everything, but she had a good golf game, so uh, we talked a little bit about that. Growing up, we probably had every Patty Page record. They used to tell her this the singing rage, Miss Patty Page, and she had one hit after another. This was one of my favorites because we used to go to uh, Cape Cod when we were kids. And this came out in 1957, probably made hundreds of people go to the Cape. Sand dunes and salty air. Quaint little villages here and there. You're sure, you're sure to fall in love with old Cape. Like the taste of a lobster stew. Yes, I do. Served by a window with an ocean view. You're sure you're sure to fall in love with old Cape Cod. Winding roads that seem to beckon you. Church bells chiming on a Sunday morn Remind you of the town where you were born If you spend an evening you want to stay Watching the moonlight on Cape Cod Bay You're sure to fall in love with old Cape Cod. Oh, if you spend an evening, you'll want to stay on 
Leslie Gore proved to be one of the uh, great female vocalists of the 60s. Cause now it's Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry. Cause Johnny's come back to me. Oh, and Judy left with Johnny at my party. that are crying because we're playing all female vocalists here this hour. It's Ladies Day and that's Leslie Gore. Of course, that's what a wonderful love song that is. <laughs> Stu Breyer with you coming back uh, with one of the great female vocalists of all time. Certainly in the 60s probably had more hits than any other female vocalist coming up. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Turning mostly cloudy this afternoon, 39, 28 tonight. Some flurries or light rain uh, possible tomorrow morning. Rain more likely in the afternoon tomorrow, high of 48. Rain ramps up uh, tomorrow night. Starts uh, raining heavily on Friday morning as well. Partial clearing on Friday afternoon. Peak temperature in the 50s pre-dawn, then into the 40s. That's your Channel 3 forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Slowly but surely, we're moving up with the temperature. It's now uh, 30.
four degrees. Dreaming of a new car? A new home? A little money management can go a long way to help make those dreams a reality. And at Scient Federal Credit Union, we make money management easier. At Scient Federal Credit Union, you will be treated as a member, not just a number. We are committed to improving our members' lives with creative financial solutions. Our helpful, responsive, and knowledgeable people are here to help you realize your dreams. Visit our website to find out how you can receive customized product and resource recommendations for a whole host of important financial decisions like buying a home, how to save more money, preparing for retirement, paying off debt, and so much more. From day-to-day -day dealings to long-term planning, Scient Federal Credit Union is your solutions provider no matter your financial status. We make money management easier. Contact us to see if you qualify for membership. 877-860-MYCU or scientfcu.org. Federally insured by the NCUA. Scient Federal Credit Credit union. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. Why wait when miles and miles of carpet and tile are right here in stock at the Floor Covering Shop, Eastern Connecticut's home of in-stock flooring. Been that way since 1963. Sales, installation, financing, and in-stock flooring. Miles of it at the Floor Covering Shop. Come see the Graff family. 385 Central Avenue in Norwich. Online at FloorCoveringShopInc.com and on Facebook. Wall to wall, we cover it all. We got miles and miles of carpet and tile. The Floor Covering Shop. I don't know if you've heard this story, but if you haven't, uh, you'll be hearing it now. If you have, bear with us. But uh, Connie Francis had four unsuccessful songs that she recorded for MGM Records because her father said, you got to sing some old standards. He wasn't a big rock and roller. So MGM Records said, okay, we'll, we'll take one more shot. She, you, your daughter has a beautiful voice. And we'll let her record one more song. So once again, her dad said, Oh, sing this one. It was popular in the 40s. So she said, Okay, Dad. He was very demanding. So she sang the song, Who's Sorry Now? And she didn't know what was going to happen with her. And then one day, she's sitting and watching the Dick Clark American Bandstand like every other young person was doing. And Dick Clark said, I've got a marvelous new talent. I want you to hear this song, Who's Sorry Now? Her name is Connie Francis. And bingo! The song got into the top ten and started a great career for Connie Francis. Can you imagine how thrilling that was for her, sitting and watching American Bandstand, and she did know he was going to play her song, and he did, and it was magic. Here it is.
imagine that? Big hit in the 40s. And then she came out with it in the, the late 50s. And there it was, the start of a great career for Miss Connie Francis. Stu Breyer with your WICH playing the most popular female vocalists and some of the best vocalists ever. Because we're dedicating this hour to the gals. And we've got to play a Linda Ronstadt record. Listen to this beautiful voice as she sings this ballad. who could sing any type of music, rock and roll and the ballads and country music and Spanish music and some of the old songs from the 40s, and just a remarkable singer. Well, Madonna literally dominated the airwaves in the uh, 50s and had so many hits. One of the biggest gal music sellers of all time. Here's Madonna. 
about Madonna. Used to have a lot of fun on the late shows, huh? Well, we have to, uh, we're playing all female vocals, in case you just tuned in. Yep, I think it's time. I remember when I first got into radio a hundred years ago, they used to say, uh, they were very strict. Not here, this was another place. Very strict. Don't ever play two women vocalists in a row. Ooh. Well, of course, I'd like to break the rules a little bit. Two in a row. Well, we're playing a whole bunch in a row right now on our lunchtime oldies. We've got to honor sweet Olivia Newton-John, who came up with the sweetest music and then knocked everybody out of their chair with this song that was number one for about eight weeks in a row. 
And it was the new Olivia Newton-John. Let's do our exercise for the beginning of the year. Let's get physical. most beautiful voices that you'll ever hear. I've got to put her on the list of some of the great female vocalists of all time. Here's Miss Patsy Cline. I'd be crazy not to play this. Crazy 
Patsy, one of the great songs. Uh, that song was written by Willie Nelson. You know Willie. He's the guy who invented pot. He wrote a lot of great songs, and that certainly was one of them. And did she do it justice, huh? Miss Patsy Cline. How about Petula Clark in the 60s had about 12 hits in a row? Unbelievable when you think about that. It's so hard to get one hit. And then she came up with uh, 12 hits. Hits in a row. So let's see. It all started really in... She was uh, very popular in in Great Britain, but never had a major hit. But this song uh, caught on here in the USA, and it came out in... 1965. Had to put him to work, huh? is making you lonely you can always go downtown when you've got worries all the noise and the hurry seems to help i know downtown just listen to the music of the traffic in the city linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty how can you lose the lights are much brighter there 
Skip one of the great female vocalists of all time, so we'll play a little bit of uh, Barbara Streisand, because, uh, man, she fits the bill. Here's a little bit of Barbara on my all-female hour, almost all-female. we got sun today, and tomorrow, I think. The sun will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar. Tomorrow there'll be sun. Just thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow. Till there's none. When I'm stuck with a thing that's gray and lonely, I just stick at my. Sunny and 33, we'll catch up on some news. Anything goes next hour, WICHAM 13, FM 94.5, W233DB in Norwich. It is now 1 o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. 
Flight disruptions have cascaded across the country after a computer outage. Fewer flights on the big board say canceled, many say delayed. Jesse Bose's trip to Austin, Texas changed when she looked at the board. My flight just got canceled, so that's fun, and I just rebooked it. Bose says she just wants to get to her destination. If that doesn't happen, it won't be the first time I slept in the airport. Bose realized that this whole plane situation is out of her hands. If it was in my hands, I would be so fired up right now. <laughs> I would riot, not actually, but um, since it's out of my hands and out of my control, I'll just accept what happens. At Ronald Reagan, Washington National Airport, I'm Ed Donahue. Also at TownHall.com in Ventura County, California, mobile home park resident Jenna Flores says the flooding was like nothing she's ever seen. I've never seen anything like this in all my 41 years living in the city, so. And I'm 45, and I'm... Same. Yeah, nothing. Nothing like this. This is... As thunderstorms today have moved to the north, forecasters calling for another powerful front later this week. The Department of Justice continues to review documents with classified markings that were discovered as President Biden's personal attorneys were clearing out the offices of the Penn Biden Center. GOP Representative Mike Turner sent the request to Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines saying that Mr. Biden's retention of the documents puts him in potential violation of laws protecting national security, including the Espionage Act and Presidential Records Act. Stocks are higher on Wall Street ahead of a highly anticipated inflation update this week. The Dow adding 121 points now, and the Nasdaq up 119. More at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Six people have been stabbed at a Paris train station with the attackers shot by police. Correspondent Charles de Ledesma reports. After arriving at the scene, France's interior minister said the suspect had attacked several people with a bladed weapon at around 6.43 a.m., adding the unnamed assailant was between life and death in hospital after being shot. Officials say several passengers and a border police officer were among the wounded. The officer had been stabbed in the back but was saved by a bulletproof vest. Another one of the victims was seriously wounded in the shoulder blade and was taken for emergency treatment. I'm Charles Dilladesma. More than 244,000 people applying for asylum in Germany last year. The number one country of origin for asylum seekers was Syria, followed by Afghanistan, Turkey, and Iraq. Breaking news at townhall.com. Indianapolis Fire Department Battalion Chief Reith Rita 
told reporters that smoke from an apartment fire that sent five people into cardiac arrest may have started on a couch, a piece of furniture that can emit dangerous chemicals when burned. Whatever caught on fire produced a lot of toxic smoke, and the, the smoke will can render you unconscious in minutes, and so that's why we encourage everyone to be mindful of what you know is going on inside their apartment and have that working smoke alarm so that we can get people out of those situations. The chief speaking to WRTV, no word on how that fire may have started. A former suburban Houston, Texas police officer executed for hiring two people to kill his estranged wife nearly 30 years ago amid a contentious divorce and custody battle. 65-year-old Robert Frada received the lethal injection in Huntsville for the 1994 fatal shooting of his wife, Farah. More on these stories at townhall.com. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Thanks for staying with us, partners. 889-5252 is the number. Do a little bit of everything, a little comedy this hour. Maybe we'll go bird watching. But if you'd like to check in on something that's on your mind. Anybody watch the Golden Globe Awards? I No, I didn't watch it. No, I just, I don't know, I guess I'm tired of award shows. Not to take anything away from, you know, these uh, talented people, but uh, there's so many award shows. Whew. So that was last night, the Golden Globes. All right, there'll be many more. If you missed last night's, there will be many, many more to see. So let's go to the lines. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, good afternoon, Stu. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, making preps, uh, you know, I... I haven't talked to my sister in years, and we've been talking and all. I think I think it's eminent that I'm going to go back to the uh, the city of brotherly love. So you're going to you're going to visit your sister. So when are you going to do that? No, I'm gonna, I'm making provisions. I'm I think I'm going to move permanently back back to Philly. Okay, as so long as you promise to keep in touch with us. I am, and here's my deal, Stu. I'm going to have my sister. She's very high tech. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get. A, I'm going to get a, so I can get on. What do I need? An iPod to get your podcast? Yeah, you can. Yes, yes, you can get it on a computer on your iPad. Well, or... she has all that stuff, but I'm going to get some. So yeah, I'm gonna, she's going to help me get a place and get me situated and all. But I'm wondering if I could. You know, I can call. Of course you, know, you can. Mm-hmm. 260 miles away. I used to drive it all the time from Norwich. Uh, my thought is, with the iPod, I can get all your, you know, the callers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. when are you planning on uh, moving? I'm going to wait till the spring. She said, nah, it, it, you know, it's not a good time. It's cold down there as well as here, you know. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's going to be simple. I'm going to go lightweight. I'm going to get rid of a lot of my things and leave here and just go light. And she has plenty of... He said, Joe, don't worry about anything. So I'm going to, you know, when I came here, I brought my seat bags. So it's going to be wonderful to see your sister and be with her. That's great. Yeah. And her daughter, she's a nurse now. She's got two BAs and one in communications, one in, as a nurse. She's a nurse. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her still since you was a little baby. I'm excited, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm kind of a little sad right now. It's like weird. Well, it's but, an adjustment, Joe, but it's not like it you're, it's not like yeah, you're that I, far away. I know. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It really isn't. And well, I got some good friends up here, and uh, I and I'm going to have a vehicle when I get down there. I'll get situated. I could always come back up here and visit for a weekend. It's a five hour ride. It's not the biggest. No. It's like you know, going from New York or Boston from here mm-hmm. is two hours. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. So there, yeah. so don't worry about it. It could be a, a, a plus in your life, plus you're not that far away. Exactly. One other thing, and I watch, I, wa- I love baseball and football. You know, I'm watching Ro- Jackie Robinson in Brooklyn, Ebbets Field and all that, and Larry would know this, and Roy Campanella and all. I remember these guys, you know. Me too. Not so much Jackie Robinson, but mm-hmm. I remember, like, you know, I like Roberto Clemente. He played for the Pirates. Right. But I... Do you know of any, any, I can play any position on the baseball field, and I did it all through my life when I played ball in the youth. Babe Ruth's Little League, right up to, uh, you know, uh, varsity and baseball, and, you know, in the uh, high school and all. I didn't go any further. I joined the service. But, uh, and I got to ask you this. I have met, and I played every person. I tried catching. I didn't like being behind the batter. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the ump behind me. I just didn't feel right. Okay. But I had a hell of an arm, and I had very good speed. I, you know. But anyhow, do you know any professional left-hander? And we know it's preferable for first base a left-hander. How about a catcher? Do you know any catchers that are professional catchers that were left-handed? That's a great uh, question. Maybe yeah, they're... I can't, I can't, I can't, <clears> I've <throat> never seen a left-handed catcher. Catcher with his right hand and throw him back. Uh, yeah, with his left they could arm. have been I left-handed hit, hitters, but uh, threw with their right well, hands, probably. Yeah, so I was just curious about that one. That's a good question. Anyhow, I, huh? That's a good question. I don't believe yeah. I know of any. I, yeah. I remember Pete Rose coming to Phillies. They won that year, and they beat, and they won uh, in 1980. Uh, yeah, but old Rose. But uh, you know, I, I just I was thinking about. It. I said, "Geez, I don't know. I don't ever remember a professional catcher that was a left-hander." So well, all right, that's a good one for this hour. See if somebody has the answer. Yeah, and that's a shame back then. See how things were segregated. You couldn't play two women's songs in a row. How ridiculous is that? Yeah, I think it was ridiculous, but... Uh, I like how you broke the rules, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah I, you know, hey. They didn't want to... First place I worked, they didn't want us to talk much. They didn't want us to ad-lib anything. It just wasn't for me. I hey, man. That, that was up in Weir, Mass., right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look that up on my atlas. Weir, Mass. Is it right outside Boston? Well, it's on the way to Springfield. Mm-hmm. Okay, spring. Okay, all right. Well, I don't want to take up all okay, your buddy. time, my man, but I just wanted to check in, let you know I'm all alive right. and I'm doing all right. I'm make, it's going to be a big change for me. I've been in Norwich for almost forty years. Dude. All right, Joey. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you a lot before that. You got that right, my man. You See take you later. care. Yep, you too. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, show. Hey, <laughs> baseball. Baseball has been very good to me. <laughs> the Red Sox. They get rid of Bogarts. Yep. They, they turn around, pencil in a, a story, the shortstop. And he's done and for the year. What the hell is he doing getting elbow surgery um, four weeks before spring training, which is going to put him out most of the season? Yeah, you can't expect him a, to be back. When they had him pencil in for shortstop, you telling me that he didn't know he had to have this surgery back in November or in October at the end of the season? I don't know. I don't know, but it's a it's a big loss for them. 
Well, this this nonsense has got to stop. Uh, I'm telling you, this is unreal. Uh, so they, take, they now they plan on taking uh, Hernandez out of center field and putting him at um, at, at shortstop, which is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. He's an outfielder. He's not an infielder. So if they're going to plan on doing that, Jackie Bradley is uh, still a free agent, so maybe they want to pick him up and put him back in center field again. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still on a free market. Uh-huh. Sure, he doesn't yeah. hit. Well, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see a lot of averages go up in the 300s this year. Uh, the reason being is that uh, uh, because they got to play their normal positions. Oh my God, it's going to make a significant difference. You know how many yeah. hits are lost yeah, so every you're gonna year. See, you're going to see uh, guys getting 10, 15 extra hits a year uh, from that alone. So you're going to see a lot of people that were batting like 250, 260 are going to be up around 300 now in their batting averages. Well, that's okay. That's how it used to be in baseball. So let's go back to when it was a little fairer. Well, I, I couldn't believe it, though, that, that the story did, it, it did this. I, I, um, I, I'm turning around and says, he got, a, got surgery on his elbow in January, a month before the season starts. Um, he must have knew that he had to have this done before the season started. I don't know. I maybe got a physical and they spotted something. I have no idea. It's a well, big loss for them, and they lost a lot of money, too. Uh, he was out all year last year, too, with injuries, if you recall. Remember him? Yeah, you know, that deal was didn't look good to me. He struck out too much. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's not... Uh, but, um, uh, so I don't know that. Oh, you know, you know, you know, him and the Red Sox today, not Don Russo. Oh, is he, he got into it, huh? Oh, he hammered him today on high heat. Well, <laughs> on they should be hammered. Station. They should be hammered, and they never should have lost more guards. He doesn't like the Red Sox management at all. Well, yes, no, he says, he says, I have no idea what these clowns are doing over there. Hey, I agree with him. I want them to be good, but I agree with them. I, I don't know what they're doing either. Oh, right. I can't wait. We only got a few more weeks until spring training. Well, maybe, hopefully, we'll win the first game. <laughs> I think they're playing Baltimore. Oh, good. The first game. Well, that's not good any, anymore either. No. Okay, Stu, have a good afternoon. Thank you, Larry. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi there. Um, so tell, I was worried about Joey. I haven't heard from him in a while. He went to Florida, didn't he? I don't know. He just didn't call for a couple of days, but um, he sounded good. Mm-hmm. He, he sure did. He sounded excellent. So he said, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to listen to you. So it kind of sounded like maybe he went to his sister's in Florida. But uh, tell him, hello, Google, Benny, Distantano. In 1989, was the last left-handed catcher. Catcher. I didn't know there were any, but uh, well, I he was the last one. I'm thinking. I'm curious too. I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. uh, was it a pitcher or a catcher? You said catcher. This was a catcher, yeah. And I was thinking maybe Catfish Hunter. I'm a mm-hmm. Yankee fan. I was thinking going no, that way, but he was a right-hander. Ben- oh, he was. Oh Benny- no, he was a right-handed he- pitcher, Catfish. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Um, oh, Catfish, a pitcher. You're I'm thinking talking, of Munson. I'm, I'm thinking Thurman Munson. I'm Thurman thinking Munson. Uh, right. catcher. I guess Not if catcher. you're a left-handed catcher, when you get up to throw somebody out, you could hit the batter. I don't know. Yeah, so he was looking for the last left-handed pitcher or catcher? Mm-hmm. Catcher. Catcher. And I believe it's Benny Distentano in 
1989. Lenny Distantano, never heard of him. And uh... let me just let me just put you on phone and double check my mm -hmm. Google. Checking your Google, ladies and gentlemen. Checking my Google, I can do two things at one time. Uh, here we go. The last left-handed catcher. Oh, catcher. Oh, it's supposed to be pitcher. No, oh, it's catcher. Mm. It is catcher. Okay, so the last left-handed catcher to play in the big leagues was Benny Distenfano, who caught three games for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm -hmm. In 1989, before Distenfano there, had only been a handful. Jack Clemens... Clements, Dale Long, and Mike Squires, to name a few. All right. And I am um, left-handed as well, so I was curious because I know left-handed. Well, see, you're left-handed, and you weren't a catcher either. I wasn't a catcher. I stunk um, at softball. I tried out one year, but the girls on the team were really um, seasoned and good. They were all juniors, seniors, mm -hmm. and sophomores, and I was a little old freshman with my two girlfriends, and I'm in left field, my son's in right field, and my best friend's in center field. The, the ball came to one of us, and none of us knew what to do, so we blew it. So then I quit. Sounds like <laughs> me in Little League, yeah. Holy crap. Right. So, uh, Thank you for the statistician work. Yes, no problem, I, cause, because I'm a lefty, so good to hear from Joey out there. Good, good to hear from him. All right, thank you. You bet, bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. You, uh, you owe me a dialing finger. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, don't uh, don't give me the finger. What's up? What, whatever happened to uh, picking <clears throat> up the call and putting it on hold, huh? Uh huh? Gee, that's a good point. I usually do that. I must have missed that. This, I'm sorry, Kevin. I apologize. Uh, I'm going to forgive you this time. All right. And next time, and the time after. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, left-handed catcher. Okay, I got one for you. Who was the last left-handed? Professional baseball announcer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good you one. You don't know, do you? Where I am, huh? <laughs> I don't know either. So, oh, okay. I, then I won't even guess because you don't know. How come? Uh, how come kickball never became a professional sport? I don't know. I played kickball in the gym when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty good at kickball because when I had a little eyesight as a kid in school, I could see the ball. And it was a big ball, too. Yeah, I could never get the ball in the air, though. I would kick it hard on the ground, but uh, yeah, yeah. couldn't get it in I the air. I don't think they wanted you to get it. I'm not sure. I don't know what the rules were. I think it was play till the bell rings or something like uh, that. Everybody used to kick it in the air. I just was yeah, not a good yeah. kicker. Yeah. So where's, uh, where's Joey moving to? He's going to move to, his, um, I think, Philly. Oh, back to Philly, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I know he's going to love it. He's going to be very happy. Yeah, be with the family. It's a wonderful thing. That's awesome. That's good for him. Good yeah. for him. So it's the question hour, right? Now, I have a serious question. Okay, because I've questioned okay. you many times. Right. You can give Everybody, me a question. This is, for the, this is for the cooks out there. You, Sam, Sam, if you're listening, all those gals that are good in the kitchen, mm -hmm. here's my question. Somebody gave me a whole kitten caboodle of cookies around Christmas time. All kinds of cookies, big cookies, little cookies, sugar cookies, all mm -hmm. kinds of cookies. I've, I've been working to finish them, but I'm, I'm also watching my girlish figure, so <laughs> I only eat like one or two a day at the most. Okay. okay with me so far. Yeah, with you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay. Did you say so, kitten caboodle? 
caboodle with your with your with your cat there. That's the opposite of a cat caboodle. Must have upset your cat there. But go ahead. Yeah, kitten caboodle. So these cookies, I just had one, are getting hard. Oh, yes. So what can I do, ladies, guys, Mm. whatever, to soften up these cookies? Other than soak them in milk overnight, I don't want to do that. So, Kevin... I could dunk them in milk, but I was wondering if there's any trick. Um, I thought of maybe putting them in the microwave for like 30 seconds, but before I try anything crazy, I thought I'd see if anybody had an idea. So that's an interesting question from Kevin. He wants to know how to soften his cookies. <laughs> but Kevin... Only on the Sue Breyer program. So doesn't that, doesn't that mean that they're getting stale? That's why they're hard? Well, they're not stale. They taste fine. But they're, they're hard. In a, um, they're in a sealed. They're in the sealed aluminum tins. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. they're really uh, packaged well. In fact, I've got to get his tins back to him. So basically, uh, you don't want to lose your cookies. You want to keep them. I don't want to toss my cookies. I want to keep them. Okay. And I'm wondering how to soften them up. So somebody's mm-hmm. got to have an idea out there. Or how? do I just have to dunk them in a glass of milk? Well, you could do that. How to soften your cookies? I guess you could be nice to them. Oh, that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hey, cookies, I love you. How are you doing over there? Right. No, they're not saying anything. <clears throat> well, maybe the uh, you can take a bite now. Okay, I'll try it while I listen. All right, we'll get the answer for you. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Kevin. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I was wondering how Joey was today, and I'm glad he called. Yeah, he sounds really great today. He does, mm-hmm. and, and uh, his he has a wonderful sister. Yeah. And and uh, she's looking out for him, and I'm not going to worry about him. That's good, because yeah. um, it's nice to have family around, and he's yeah, been away from is. them a very long time. Yes, and, and he's going to adjust and be just fine. Um, and he can get keep in touch with us. Of course. Of course yes. he can. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, as far as... Um, Kevin's cookies go. Yes. Um, if it was me, I would take them out and put them in the freezer, and then when I want when I want a couple, I take them out and I put them in the microwave for a, you know so many seconds. And then we'll soften them up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. They're just cookies. They're not anything really thick, you know. Yeah, well, some cookies are kind of thick and others are thin. and. Uh... Yeah, well, that's what I would do. But you know what? I was glad to hear from Joey. <clears throat> well, I was thinking about Joey because we hadn't heard from him in a few yeah. days. And uh, yeah. he sounds good. Yes, and he'll keep in touch and, uh, and it'll be just fine. Just like Miss M who moved to Massachusetts, she still keeps in touch with us. Yes, yes, right, right. Well, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Maybe we should call the Cookie Monster on Sesame Street. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, yes, I have an answer to uh, how to soften cookies. Okay. If you have, if they're in a tin, um, you take either white bread or wheat bread or, you know, sliced bread. And uh, I cut it up and put it in the tin with the cookies. And that softens it. Somehow or another, it uh, takes the moisture out of the bread and it softens the cookies. 
But uh, that lady might have a good idea about putting them in the freezer if he only has one or two a day because uh, they'll probably get... I don't know if cookies got stale or not, but... Uh, I think anyhow. they do. I think they do. Yeah. So maybe you could put some in the freezer and... Uh, this is how you soften up cookies. Some of my, when I have cookies, sometimes when they get stale, actually they get softer. It, I think it depends on the weather. Maybe in the, the weather? summer. Oh, okay. I don't know, but yeah, I've never had them. I think it's in the summer that they soften up because of the humidity. I kind of like softer cookies myself. I yeah, just, you know, I, I do too. A little stale. Sometimes the supermarket has great deals on. If they're a day old, and uh, I like those kind of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and they're plus, cheaper. They're half price, too, yeah, yeah. which is good. Yeah. That's a plus. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Ah, you want to have a soft cookie? Dip it in milk when you eat it. That's what I do. It'll soften it up, huh? Well, yeah. It might fall <laughs> apart, too. Um, How or long? you can buy Archway cookies, and, oh, man, those are so good. You know their New England cookie? Oh. Yeah, no. my mother bought them. We always had Archway cookies in the house when I was growing up, and they make the best oatmeal, and oatmeal plain, oatmeal raisin, Dutch chocolate. That's and my favorite. All soft. Oatmeal raisin cookies that are thick. I like yeah, those. Well, these are gigantic, and if you look for Archway, you, you check out the boxes, and I'm telling you, their oatmeal cookies are big, and they're like homemade. That's my a little input on, on food today, mm -hmm. and I wanted to, I am very disappointed in you that you have never watched the Andy Griffith show. I may have watched a half a show, but I was never into that one, no. Well... Don't you want to know how Ronnie Howard got his start as Opie? Oh, I know that. I know. And his little brother, <laughs> I never knew it. My husband told me. Leon, the guy, little kid. Well, uh, people that watch it would know he's a little kid dressed as cowboy, running around eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you talk to him, and he would offer it to you. That was Ronnie Howard's little brother. Mm -hmm. And his father was on there one time as a chauffeur for the governor. So it was really, was that really his little brother? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you know who he ended up being? The kid with the blonde hair on Gentle Ben. You know, Dennis Weaver was a park ranger in Florida Everglades. And you had the big black bear, and you had the little kid with the black bear walking around. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't see that. I just kind of followed Ron Howard's career. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> that is Ronnie Howard's brother that was on Gentle Ben with Dennis Weaver and mm -hmm. the bear. So, yeah. And, you know, and uh, Barney Fife, um, who is Don Knotts, well, he did make a lot of Walt Disney silly movies. Oh, he was in he was in a lot of things. Yep, mm -hmm. and um, his one of his daughter I crossed over it somewhere, maybe in one of my book catalogs. I get his daughter is named Karen Fife, and so she wrote a book, and um, recently, and uh, so I didn't know he had a daughter. I didn't even know he was married. You know, no, but I, anyone who ever did watch it, <clears throat> Aunt Bina. <clears throat> That's my idea of small 
uptown living like Preston used to be when I grew up in the 60s. Everyone knew each other, and, you know, it, it was just great. <clears throat> and May, Mayberry just reminded me of that, you know. Maybe and, that's and, why those shows were so popular, people who reminded them of uh, where they used to live. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it it was like my growing up. That's that's all I would say. But I I okay. just wanted to say I'm, I was kind of really surprised because your personality and the way you see right from wrong and 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 things like that, you would have fit perfect on that show. Well, I couldn't watch everything. I did watch probably too much TV growing up, but. Uh, <laughs> What are you well, going to do? Well, that was my time frame, too, though. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I guess Ronnie Howard, it kind of like I was a kid, he was a kid, you know, and I'm like, hmm. The, the one funny one, I'll tell you that, I think it's silly, kind of actually extreme, the exploding goat. A goat came wandering into town. The exploding goat, that was yep. one of the stories. Got mm-hmm. into a um, shed. <laughs> That hat, yeah, and he was doing that the whole time. Got into a shed that had, back in the days, dynamite in it, and he ate the dynamite. And the whole town was on edge because the goat was running around here, there, and everywhere, and they really literally thought the goat would explode. And Barney and Andy had to walk it out of town, and they heard an explosion, and they thought those two were kaboomy but it was really they were building a road outside of oh, town good. that's why so, the dynamite was stored in one of the uh, animal rights groups getting mad gotta run thank Sue you. thank you thanks for the call hello welcome to the program hi good afternoon Stu hello there hi um, nice to hear from Joey I was getting worried too mm-hmm. um, I, I really hope he goes where there's family sometimes family is a good support system absolutely um, you know, but we're all here for him if he needs anything. Um, I wanted to bring up the feds on the marijuana. Um, you see, the feds did not approve of the marijuana. That's a state approval. Mm-hmm. And the feds, if one day they decided to come in, they could shut it down. Um, it's the same with firearms. You've got to go through the feds, fingerprints, and uh, things like that. More states had that done many years ago than they do now. Well, I hope that, you know, there's no problems. Well, I hope not, too. But um, the marijuana uh, stores are are, uh, people investing. You're not going to get Bank of America, Citizens Bank, because the FDA, you know, whatever, FTC. So I'm not real happy about the marijuana situation. And I'm sure that it helps people that are sickly. That I agree with, like any other um, a prescription-type medicine. Now, even uh, uh, codeine, uh, hydrocodeine, and these type of drugs, they're putting a cutback on them, the feds, because people are getting really addicted to this, and it's costing the United States, uh, our states itself, our, our taxpayers, a lot of extra money to fund these and uh, when you get these special fundings it's not they're privately funded so let's hope this works out well I'm not very happy about it um, well, I've always had the chance to use drugs as a young girl um, and to use liquor never did it 
but um, I sympathize. I don't want any trouble, number one. I don't want any trouble at these these places. And um, oh, we don't want police, any trouble anywhere. Mm-hmm. As the police stated on the news on several channels last night, that using those drugs is against the law to drive. Do not light up in the parking lot because you will be arrested. So um, I think we have to keep it away from small children, um, and that could be a problem, like even guns today. Uh, people are not, they're very careless with handguns, etc. And many kids in the United States have been getting into drugs, and they're dying from it. So let's pray that everything goes right, but I, I just think someday if, the, if too much happens, the feds is going to come in and shut that down. Well, we'll know know soon enough. It's opened up in Montville, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I remember with, um, who's that guy in Chicago? The gangster. Golly, I forgot his name. Oh, Capone? Oh, Capone. You know, the federal, the feds couldn't get him on too much. They got him on taxes. (laughs) But that's the feds again. You don't want to mess with the IRS because the feds come in. Mm-hmm. So they got him, and he died in Miami of syphilis. And um, he lived in them, prison. Them yeah. Days to, yeah. So, but I, I just don't approve of drugs because okay. in the near future, they're going to be able to. Uh, morphine is what they gave them for heroin abuse. But you mark my words, I might be dead, you might be dead, but the young people listening, heroin okay. also will be available in the short well, I, future. I don't, I don't know about that. I know some places have, uh, actually don't arrest people and they're taking heroin. Uh, i got to run, so but awful. thank you. Don't worry thank about you, everything. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, dear Stu Breyer. Hello. This is Trish from Uncasville. Oh, nice to hear from you. Nice sunny day in Uncasville. You got that, Stu. Um, <clears throat> I, I love your show. I love all the listeners. They're wonderful people. Um, I want to give you an easy peasy way of softening anything that you want to be have softened. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I do: uh, cookies, especially if you're ready to eat it. Um, just put a little bit of water on top of them, a little drop, so just rub a bunch of water on it. Pizza, anything you want to be softened in the microwave, and you would be so super happy. Well, that sounds like a nice remedy to get soft cookies. I mean, I have another remedy, and that is. To eat all my cookies before they get hard. <laughs> yes, I do too. Mm-hmm. But just keep that in keep that in mind. Just put a little bit of water. I don't care if like pizza, anything you want to put soften into the microwave, it'll soften right up. Well, thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Thanks so much for all you do, all your wonderful listeners. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Have a good day. So, um, what do you think of uh, hard cookies? Everything about you today was mediocre. Oh man. Complaints about everything, huh? We'll be right back. 889-5252 is our number. When it comes to insurance, we hold your hand throughout the process. Well, sort of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand. 
The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. We're at the high point of the day, 35. We may get to 40 degrees, but we have bright sunshine. Welcome to the program. Hi, Sue. Um, I like hard cookies, and I like the soft batch, the soft ones, but my mom made chocolate chip cookies hard, and, like, the the best in milk. You dunk them in milk. But if, like you said, all the other listeners were saying, but, yes, you put things in the microwave to soften them up. Like, I made hamburgers the other night, and they were like hockey pucks, and I told my husband I'm going to give them to the dog, and he goes, don't do that. So today he was right. I just softened them up for, like, 10 seconds in the microwave, and mm. boom. They were soft again, but um, the other thing, um, Susan reads a lot, and so do I, and she was talking about, like, you the other day saying how you've only watched, like, an episode of Mayberry, and I was shocked as well that you <laughs> you never watched Andy Griffith because it's, like, the best show ever, and um, I read um, the book on Ronnie Howard's memoirs last year called The Boys, and I don't know if Susan's read it, but I'd like to know if she... Uh, has, has if she'd call up and ask and tell me. Um, it's called The Boys, and it's about Ronnie and his brother and growing up in Hollywood, and it's a fantastic read. So even if you're not a Mayberry fan, if you are a reader, read it. It was really stuff you would never know. Like, they weren't Hollywood kids. Their parents raised them By the way, your dog, and, is up, um, your dog is upset he didn't get the hamburger. My dog's outside because the door is closed, and he can see me through the window, so well, he's he barking. Heard <laughs> he heard you through the window. He did, yeah. He's like, so, so yeah, so it's called The Boys, and it was mm-hmm. out last year, and I got it for Christmas, and it's a fantastic read. So if you're a reader and you've got time, it's all about Ronnie and his brother, Clint, and how they came up in Hollywood. Yeah, and, that's a uh, book I'd like to read. That's uh, that's my kind it, of read. Mm-hmm. It is a good read, and it's I like biographies. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, it's true to the heart, and... He grew up in, the, I think, the Midwest. His parents were not actors. They didn't want any of that stuff. And uh, he was pretty clean-cut guy, like he was on Happy Days and all of his life. And uh, it's a really, really good uh, book. And it, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, you don't know what he was like as a kid. And um, Well, I, so he, he always got, seemed he like a nice very person. Young and he's still married to his high school sweetheart, by the way. Really? That sounds like him. Yep. So check it out. It's called The Boys. All right. Um, I, please read it and um, let me know if you pick it up. So get on it. And um, you won't talk about your nose anymore. That's old old, old hat. My nose is old hat. <laughs> I hang my hat on my so, nose. So, Sue, if you listen in, let me see if you've read that book. I'd like to like to listen in. All right. Thank it. you, so, Miss Kay. Thanks, Appreciate it. You bet. Bye. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I had two things, and I, I just wanted to say... Um, uh, I heard Joey, and I hope he follows through with his um, intention. Uh, spring is a long way off. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that uh, you were sniffling. You seemed to be emotional about um, what he said. I'm sniffling because I've been sniffling for half a year, but uh, I'm glad for him. I think it'll be good for him. Okay, secondly... Um, you had the mayor on, and uh, I guess he had selective hearing. And when I was talking about the two-way street to a one-way street 
to downtown businesses, I was just wondering how the uh, that is profiting the businesses downtown. Uh, secondly, um, I wanted to say um, the pot dispensaries uh, that are going to be located in Norwich, uh, Greenville section, oh my, and uh, West Main Street, uh, I think they're looking for a quick remedy to get revenue into Norwich, and he stressed uh, he wants to uh, increase the grand list. So this is a quick remedy to get the uh, revenue, whether it's good or bad, but uh, to solve the problem in Norwich. Okay, I hope it's good. Thank you. By the way, the mayor was on earlier. If you didn't hear him, you can get him on the podcast. What a terrific hour that was. We got in so many questions. It was very informative. And we literally took dozens of phone calls. So it was a really good segment, and you folks asked some terrific questions. Do you need help paying for heat? You may have never needed our services before, but TVCCA is here to help during this difficult time. Through the Connecticut Energy Assistance Program, TVCCA can provide assistance heating your home, no matter your primary heating type. If you've already paid for a deliverable fuel like oil, our credit can be applied with your vendor for a future purchase. Homeowners and renters may apply. Weekday, Saturday, and early evening appointments are available. Visit tvcca.org today. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. Did you know that Sesame Street was in Russia? They had their own Sesame. We may have a guest this week who was involved in that Sesame Street in Russia. Can you picture that? Putin and Big Bird. Welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Sue. I was just listening to that lady there about about the hell and all that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised sooner or later, but what is with them legalizing all the drugs and just uh, I mean it's it's horrible horrible well they've talked about it I don't think it's ever going to happen but uh, there have definitely people talked about it they figured that they could uh, scrutinize it more carefully if they legalized it I don't agree with it at all I just need but, tougher penalties for people who are dealing it yeah I, I, I mean uh, the way everything is going, I mean, all, all that stuff, it, it just don't work, you know? I don't think that works. No, no. You know, uh, years ago I used to work construction, and uh, like in the 60s or 70s, uh, you could be standing in the gate in the morning waiting to go in, and, and you could be drinking a can of beer, and that'd be okay. But once the insurance companies got involved, they're like, in the 90s and all that, then it really started clamping down, you know? Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just legalizing and 
and being real liberal with all this stuff. Uh, but I know the DEA and all that, I mean, they're doing a good job, and I mean, you're never going to stop it from coming in. I guess the only way to really stop it is through education, you know, and that ain't going to happen either. Well, not in my genre. Not in my time, anyways. You know. Well, you remember the war against drugs and all of that, and uh, still, it's probably as bad as ever, unfortunately, especially oh, with yeah. fentanyl coming in. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, then you, you know, uh, and basically they ain't letting it go, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's almost becoming a way of life. You know what I'm saying? It's a way to lose life. But it's so it's around <laughs> right. for sure. Yeah. Hey, thanks for checking in, sir. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Serious problem, and it is coming over the southern border. A lot of people didn't want to admit that, but it is coming over the border because they have stopped hundreds and hundreds of bags of fentanyl at the border. So how many are getting through? I don't want to get myself started on that. So. I'll give you the weather forecast instead. How's that? You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Turning mostly cloudy this afternoon, 39, 28 tonight. Some flurries or light rain uh, possible tomorrow morning. Rain more likely in the afternoon tomorrow, high of 48. Rain ramps up uh, tomorrow night. Starts uh, raining heavily on Friday morning as well. Partial clearing on Friday afternoon. Peak temperature in the 50s pre-dawn, then into the 40s. That's your Channel 3 forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Temperature at the high point of the day, 35 degrees. On this day in history. That's my on this day in history voice. 1569, the first lottery took place. Wow, I wonder what the jackpot was then. Three dollars? On this date in 1843, Francis Scott Key, composer of the Star-Spangled Banner, died at the age of 63. In 1922, on this date, doctors first used insulin to treat diabetes. And in 1935, aviator Amelia Earhart began a trip from Honolulu to Oakland. She became the first woman to fly solo across the Pacific Ocean. We're still looking for her, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. 1973 American League baseball team owners voted to adopt the designated hitter rule on a trial basis. Never liked that rule, and finally both leagues got rid of it. Hmm? What else happened on this day in history? The first Al-Qaeda prisoners arrived at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. We let many of them go. Many of them go, huh? And Mark McGuire... Admitted using steroids. He was, was he the only one that admitted it? He said, I wish he had never touched the steroids. It was foolish and it was a mistake. I truly apologize. Looking back, I wish I had never played during the steroid era. He was a fine ball player without them. And when he took it, he became super hitter. Hitting, you can almost hit 50 home runs one-handed. Yes, Monday is Martin Luther King Day. Mm -hmm. This is today is International Kiss a Ginger Day. Anybody know a ginger? 
National Pharmacist Day. I think they're running out of days, right? National Pharmacist Day, National Glazed Donut Day, French Onion Soup Day, <laughs> and Work Harder Day. <laughs> Pretty amazing, huh? By the way, on this date, All in the Family uh, uh, premiered in 1971. They never thought it would last because people were actually shocked when Archie Bunker was doing that uh, kind of talk. But then they realized that he was showing off what a buffoon he was. So people kind of settled down and became one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Hey, remember the TV show Dynasty? I mean, the first one that premiered in 1981. Everybody was glued to that one. And that's about it. And on this date, the cartoon King of the Hill made its premiere on Fox. There you go. I got an email about, um, you know, some, I know, somebody complaining about Fox television, and they said, you never watch any of the other networks, and actually I do. I do watch the other ones, and I still think that Fox is the most honest, but that's just my opinion. Just my opinion. See if we can throw in a little funny here. What do you think? In mid-December, I was in downtown Seattle, and I came across one of those live nativity scenes, and I'd never seen one before. I go, oh, check it out, a live nativity scene. Look at there. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's a homeless encampment. All right. <laughs> Where did they get a camel? I got a cheap hotel recently. I knew it was cheap. I wanted free parking, continental breakfast. That's all I needed. I went down to the lobby in the morning. There was a bucket of water, two raw potatoes. <laughs> I said to the guy that works, I go, uh, your website says there's a continental breakfast. He said, doesn't say which continent. <laughs> that is an excellent loophole, my friend. And it doesn't matter where I travel in the country. It doesn't matter where you go in the country. Highway construction everywhere. It just never ends. And this is what I know about highway construction. Could they bring the temporary cement walls in any closer to the edge of the highway? <laughs> like driving isn't hard enough. It's pouring down rain. It's pitch black. You're trying to follow that white line. The white line goes under the cement wall. <laughs> you ever see those skid marks go up the side of those walls? You What happened there? I'm a habitual speeder. Anybody else habitual speeders? Where are my people? That's part of the problem right there. There's not enough of us. There's nothing wrong with traffic. We couldn't fix with some speed, folks. Let's go. You know how to make more water go through a hose? Turn it up faster. There's trouble merging in this country, too. Let me tell you how merging works. Listen up, listen carefully. I want you to take this with you tonight, okay? Here's how you merge. Ready for this? Speed up. You see how that works? Go faster. The term is merge, not wedge. Here's the all-American merge right here. 10, 20, 30, 40, 30, 20, 10. <laughs> If all the traffic's going 70, you don't come down the ramp at 50 and make a hole. You come down at 80 and find one. Yeah. 
be a team player. Everybody cheers that, no one ever does it. Let me tell you how you get off the highway, exit then brake. It's not brake exit, it's exit brake. That works best for all of us. How many of you here uh, suck at driving? How many of you suck at driving? I need, I need to see more hands. Way more hands, I need to see way more hands. A couple of you are honest, uh, a couple of you, the rest of you, you don't understand. Here's a traffic scenario I'd like to ask you about. Oncoming traffic, well, you need to make a left through the oncoming traffic. How much room do some of you need? You only have to miss the bumper of the car that just went past. Some of you apparently need to see the horizon. I've made a left out of the second position many times in my life before. I'm like, okay, he, he could have gone there. He could have gone there. Could have gone there. He's not going here. I am. Boom, right there. Yeah. We got places to go. And who put in all these traffic circles and didn't tell anybody how they work? That circle doesn't have to be empty for you to enter it. There just has to be enough room for you to fit. Pick out a hole and hit that thing like an NFL running back. If you've ever driven up to a traffic circle and stopped, I want you to go home tonight, lay down your keys and never ever pick them up ever, ever again. I told you, I'm, I'm always speeding. I'm 15 over when I'm early. I don't know what it is. I just think if gamblers could attribute their problem to a disease, I should be able to plead the same thing, don't you? <laughs> Please, Your Honor, don't find me. I'm just gonna speed again. I need treatment. <laughs> you ever been on a two-lane highway, seen an RV, 10 or 12 cars stacked up behind it? Nobody can pass. One guy, some psycho guy goes nuts. <laughs> From the back of the pack, passes the whole row. You ever see that? I'm that guy. Nobody else has any guts, I'll do it. <laughs> See you suckers later. I think passing's a lost art form. I can pass on a two-lane bridge with a school bus coming at me, no problem. It's a question of three things. Heart, commitment, horsepower. That's the other one. You don't want to pass in that smart car. <laughs> feel very smart right now. <laughs> I went into a parking garage in Seattle recently. I pay my money. I go up the ramp. There's a big sign on the wall. It says speed limit, five miles an hour. And then in big red letters, it says strictly enforced. <laughs> five. How'd you like to drive around the corner, see a cop standing there with a radar gun? Hey, 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 hey. Chase me with his flashlight. Woo! You know why I pulled you over? No. Got you doing seven. <laughs> How'd you like to go to court on that? Mr. Upton been charged with doing seven and a five. How do you plead? Embarrassed. <laughs> 
In the state of Washington, where I'm from, we have some of the most restrictive anti-smoking laws in the country due to secondhand smoke. They're good laws. You know what I'm tired of, though? We need a law about everywhere I fly now, I have to sit like this. You know what I'm getting tired of? Secondhand fat. <laughs> Son of, every time I get on a jet, there's a 600-pounder coming down the aisle. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not, not. <laughs> they always say the same thing. Can I, can I sneak past you? <laughs> Your sneaking days are over, my friend. <laughs> you sneak past the Golden Corral one time, all right? <laughs> you guys can relax on that joke. I look around the room before I do it. <laughs> Sometimes I have to change it to 800. <laughs> Felt pretty safe at 600 tonight. How many times have you driven behind somebody who had a, a, a signal that they're going to take a right and they never get there? You know, we go two, three, four miles and you're thinking, hmm, and you want to get mad and then I think, gee, I've done that myself. Did you ever do that when you're really going to get upset at somebody who's made the same mistake that you have? I think about that. You know, I once heard somebody say, hey, if somebody's driving real slow and you you want to start honking and yelling, and uh, it's an older person. Just think that could be your mom driving that car. That'll keep you in bay. But, you know, relax. We've all done that signal thing. We didn't know the signal was on. And, you know, and, okay. Hope nobody saw me. All right, let's uh, take you out with a very rousing song right now. All right? Give you a little energy for this beautiful afternoon with the Baja Marimba Band on Stu's show. Don't let the small start fool you. It's about to get extremely wild in the building. Take another sip of tequila. Ah! 
That's Ghost Riders in the Sky like we don't have enough problems. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Soak in that vitamin D. And please be kind to each other. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich.